Blog Talk Radio. Turn me up on the top a little bit, dawg. We want you to know. We want you to hear this one. Loud and clear. Bright and early. Listen. I don't hate players. I don't love the game. I'm the shot clock. Way above the game. To be point blank with you motherfucker the game. I got all this work on me. I ain't come for play. You can show the little shorties how you bump and fake. But dog, not to death. I'm not impressed. I'm not amused. I'm not confused. I'm not the dude. Grown man minutes, I am not in school Put your hand down, youngin', this is not for you On my J.O. with beats by Kanye-O My name on the market, your name off the payroll South fresh like I'm still a day old And it's been like that since the day old I'm on time with a rollie and Seiko Step on deck, your neck, do what I say so Get up or get out, get down or lay low Standing in the shadow of a fabulous man Brooklyn nigga, Black I am that nigga, that, nigga. that, dude. that dude. Black people, Black people. let's move. Shout out to my man Talib Kweli. Yes, we got chopper, chopper, shotta, shotta. Check it out, slim nigga, to cast the big shadow. Cherokee red to shoot the long arrow. Got more skill, more aim, and more ammo. You can get it all from a big or small barrel, like Hail Mary, full of grace. Niggas come in and shoot up the place and make it pull up your face. Deck, I'ma pull out the ace From the jungles of the Empire State Where ain't no escape 247-718 And that's like every night, every day From the place that I settle and stay To the states I'm collecting my pay Blast off and I'm back to the K Hold it down so my family straight Represent in a family way Pro ball, not for amateur play Been roll since the amateur stage Before the press had the cameras raised Like a long time handling way You understand straight? Yes, no yes. doubt. Excellent. It's what it is, what it is, and that's what it is. See, see? Ha. Fire! Cause it is deeper, sweeter, richer, crisper. Stronger reception and sharper picture. Revolve around God and involve with niggas. These elements help evolve my scripture. And make most of a classic modern figure. Brooklyn, it don't matter if you holler or whisper. You're coming through clear, cause I'm right here with ya. Ain't gotta edit your slang, I got it, I get you. Yo, brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers and lovers and leavers, the doubters, believers, the sayers, the quitters, the bitches, the niggas. Rebel gorillas, the ghetto civilians. Y'all can feel it from the first to the many of this extra. Ordinary and plain, I walk a thousand places of light ahead of the game. By the time that you get where I'm standing, I'll be gone. Y'all make moves, but y'all just move wrong. I move in and y'all must move on. Cause I'm all too strong, and I know what my feet move for. Make it go without a brand new car. I was fresh without a brand new song. I give a fuck about what brand you are. I'm concerned what type of man you are. What your principles and standards are. You understand me, y'all? Be good to your family, y'all. No matter where your families are, cause everybody needs. Family, y'all. Raise a hand, you understand me, y'all. Everybody needs family, y'all. Be good to your family, dog. Understand? No matter where your families are, everybody needs family, dog. Raise your hand, you understand me, Paul. That's what it is. My oh, man. Family of my family, Pistol P. My man, too. All our loved ones behind the walls, all of those still in the struggle. 
Sundiata Jamel, Life is real All the real soldiers Black people Family y'all Let it be bright Let it be bright Let's first take a look at the ratification of the amendment, because this is a matter of controversy that um, got me into a lot of trouble for raising it in uh, the Reconstruction chapter of my, my American History book. But I'm only repeating a, a totally mainstream interpretation. I found it hilarious. People never even heard of this before, the argument that the 14th Amendment was not constitutionally ratified. I mean, this, the old National Review used to just take this for granted. I mean, old, you know, old conservative publications, libertarians, all, all understood this. Uh, in the 1950s, U.S. News and World Report published an editorial saying, of course, we all know the 14th Amendment wasn't legitimately ratified. I mean, this was just sort of common knowledge. Now I say it today, and I get like Max Boot saying, oh, my gosh, where did Woods get this crazy idea? Like, I just invented it. Sort of funny. Well, let's look at, at what is the claim being made here. There are a few factors to take note of when we look at the ratification of the 14th Amendment. First, we have the fact that uh, to, the, the amendment was proposed in Congress, and two thirds of, of, of the people present voted to, uh, to to approve the amendment. And then it gets then it gets passed, it gets uh, sent out to the states, and then three quarters of the states have to ratify the amendment for it to uh, take effect. Well, one thing we can note about the passage of the Fourteenth Amendment is that it was not, shall we say, entirely without blemish. At the time that the amendment was uh, set to be voted on and, and discussed, John P. Stockton was a newly elected senator from New Jersey, and he was known to be an opponent of the 14th Amendment. And he took his seat, duly took his seat in the U.S. Senate at the beginning of the 39th Congress. Well, informal canvassing of, of uh, senators made quite clear that there was no two-thirds majority in favor of the amendment at that time. Uh, in fact, it turned out that the amendment would have been one vote short of passage. So, a motion was introduced uh, not to seat John Stockton. But he's already been seated. This is the problem. He's already been seated. So you can't really vote not to seat somebody who has been seated. If he's been seated you're supposed, and you want to get rid of him for one reason or another, you have to vote to expel him. But expulsion requires uh, a two-thirds vote. They didn't have a two-thirds vote to expel it. So they voted not to seat somebody who had already been seated. Okay? I mean, it's sort of like, you know, how can something be both A and not A at the same time and in the same manner? So they voted not to seat this man who had already been seated. Uh, and then they went ahead and voted uh, to approve the 14th Amendment. Now that's, you know, it's really not legal. It's right, not, not a proper procedure. But that's, that's actually the least of the problems associated with the amendment. Then it goes out to the states. Now Tennessee ratifies the amendment. But here's how Tennessee ratified the amendment. The problem that was occurring in Tennessee 
was that opponents of the amendment were refusing to show up at the state house uh, and thereby preventing a quorum. Okay, I mean, you have to have a certain minimum number of people present in order to conduct business. Well, opponents of the amendment thought one way to prevent its ratification is just not to show up, and then they wouldn't have a quorum. Well, in order to get a quorum, uh, two of the anti-amendment Tennessee legislators were actually kidnapped and forcibly brought to the state house and, and declared to be present so that the vote could take place. Now, there are some sticklers, you know, who think that kidnapping is immoral, uh, you know, who, who would throw, you know, some doubt on this, the legality of this. And the f thing is that when, the, when the, the House Speaker called the roll, well, these two uh, representatives refused to answer. They refused to, to, to say they were present because in their minds, they weren't, you know, spiritually, they weren't present. They were only there, uh, uh, you know, under duress, I mean, really by force. So they refused to answer the roll, but nevertheless, they were declared present so that the, the, the amendment could be ratified. In Oregon, there was a situation that was at least as irregular as that one. In Oregon, you had a case where the legislature of Oregon voted on the amendment, and they voted to approve the amendment. But then it was discovered that two of the Republicans who had been elected in Oregon had actually not been legally elected. When they actually looked again at the votes, it turned out that Democrats had been elected in those two seats. So two Republicans were removed and replaced by two duly elected Democrats. So some people thought, well, we should re-vote on, on the amendment now that we have the legitimately elected people present. This time they voted not to approve the amendment. But they were told by the federal government, sorry, we take your first answer. Okay. <laughs> New Jersey. Now, New Jersey and Ohio, the irregularities there, are it's not quite so clear-cut. I mean, obviously in Oregon, there's no, that's, that's, uh, there's no excuse for that. And in Tennessee, there's obviously no excusing that. New Jersey and Ohio is not quite so clear-cut, but arguably there's at least some kind of irregularity here because both of these states rescinded their ratifications. And they rescinded them, though, before the amendment went into effect. It was still being voted on by other states. I mean, you could argue that if the amendment has already gone into effect and then you vote to rescind your ratification, it is probably too late. But arguably, they may at least have had some right to, to withdraw but they were told once again, sorry, we take your first answer. And New Jersey in particular, at the time that they attempted to withdraw their ratification, they actually announced, they said that we, have a, we are fearful that this amendment has been worded ambiguously with deliberate intent so that in the future it can be used to deprive us of our liberties. Very interesting. Well, the most fundamental reason, though, that there was an illegality involved here is that here you had the southern states, which they, they ratified the 13th Amendment in 1865, abolishing slavery. No one had any problem with them then. 1867 rolls along. The radical Republicans in Congress, who are the wing of the Republican Party who favor you know, a very harsh settlement with the South, now that they're in power, in 1867 they declare, the, the, uh, other than Tennessee, they like Tennessee because Tennessee ratified the 14th Amendment. But other than Tennessee, the other former states of the Confederacy, the other ten states, were declared in 1867 to be illegal, without legal governments. And they're going to be militarily occupied. They're going to be divided into five military districts. They're going to be deprived of self-government. They're going to have, in effect, martial, military courts open. Uh, so that was all declared in 1867. That was said about the southern states. But at the same time, these same states were told, you have to ratify an amendment to the Constitution. 
Now they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Because either they're legal states or they're not. If they are legal states, then you shouldn't be occupying them with the military. Uh, if they're not legal states, then you can't ask them to ratify an amendment to the Constitution because they're not legal states. I mean, you may as well ask France to ratify an amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It would be perfectly irrelevant. So in other words, you're depriving them of all the privileges of statehood, but nevertheless you're going to impose on them one of the burdens of statehood. You're going to actually demand that they ratify an amendment to the Constitution when you yourself have just said they're not even legal. The states as constituted in the South are not legal. So it's been argued that therefore their votes could not have counted. In no way could an illegal state, by definition, his, that vote for, for the, uh, the amendment be counted as a vote in favor of the, of the amendment. I mean, that's, that's not to mention the coercion involved here. I mean, one, there was one congressman who said that um, when, when the 14th Amendment was sent out to the states, Tennessee approved it, but the other 10 uh, southern Confederate states rejected it. It was a northern congressman who said, well, the southern states have rejected the 14th Amendment, so we are going to march upon them at bayonet point until they, they do ratify it. Well, most, you know, most legal principle, principles would have it that a decision that you're forced to make under duress is not legally binding. So, so we have that difficulty as well. And for these reasons and, and even several others, uh, very recently, like early 1990s, Forrest MacDonald concluded that the 14th Amendment was never constitutionally You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. You're listening to the new Evolution Radio Network. Visit JonahBay.com for more remedies. Your happiness is a dimension of our own nature. Happiness, from a spiritual point of view, is not based on conditions or circumstances. Innately, we're happy beings. We're spiritual beings. So that means that happiness and joy are already built within. And as we're growing spiritually, we are removing filters from seeing or feeling the happiness that's already there. When we're somewhat blocked, happiness is conditioned. We say, well, I got a new car, therefore I'm happy. Or this person didn't call me back, therefore I'm unhappy. And so it's conditioned-based. But as we mature spiritually and we begin to touch into our real nature and being, we notice that we're happy regardless of what's going on. Something bad happens, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. Uh, someone doesn't call us back, some plan doesn't work out, we don't like it, but the happiness is still there. So that's a sign of spiritual maturity. So can we define happiness as the way to transform every emotion and transform it in, to feel something right? Yes, you, you can uh, basically, you, you discover your happiness when you're able to see that in every circumstance there is possibility, there's potential, and there's an energy behind it pushing you to a greater expression of, of, of who and what you really are. People become frustrated and unhappy if they feel there's no way out, if they feel that every road is blocked. But in reality, with a capital R, there's no such world. No world like that exists. We're surrounded by infinite possibilities. 
And so with a shift of perception and attitude, you begin to see those possibilities. And those possibilities uh, invite us uh, to activate potential within us. Uh, the gifts and talents within us that are latent, the possibilities invite us to activate, to discover and activate those, those possibilities. So again, then happiness would be us uh, becoming more ourselves. That would be a very blissful state. You see? So it doesn't deny that bad things happen in the world. It doesn't deny that people die. People die on us. You know, people leave. Jobs change. It doesn't deny that. But when we come to an understanding that even with all the changes that are going on in the phenomenal world, there's still something about us that's permanent. There's something about us that's forever. And that part of us that's forever is spiritual, which means it never, it never began and it will never end. And as we become more and more identified with that, identified not just in, with a belief system, but identified that with some kind of spiritual practice, some kind of focus, some kind of intention, then our life takes on a whole different, whole different vibration. How we can overcome the fear of rejection? Rejection is paying too much attention. The fear of rejection is paying too much attention to what other people are thinking about you and other, what other people are thinking about what you're thinking about. And people live in that kind of a bubble. I wonder if that person likes me. I wonder if this person appreciates me. And those are, uh, that's the wrong mode of being in the world. You have to think about what the universe thinks about you. And the universe thinks you're important. The, the, whatever name you want to use, you can say the universe, you can say the cosmos, you can say God, whatever. What, what, is, what does the universe think of you? And because you were created, you have meaning, you are important, you're worthy, you're worthwhile, because you weren't made accidentally. You weren't just accidentally made. Uh, nature didn't just come together and accidentally make you, you know. Uh, there was a perfect idea behind you with c complete potential and possibility uh, to be activated. So you have to begin to think about, we all have to begin to think about, how does the universe think about me? Not how does that person over there think about me? Not how those group of people over there think about me. That's a waste of my time. Then I start to people please. I start to do things to make them like me, and, and, which may take away from my mission, may take away from my authenticity. It may take away from making my powers because I'm thinking about what they're thinking about. And they're thinking about what I'm thinking about. Everybody's thinking about what other people are thinking about what they're thinking about. <laughs> no. And what difference do you, do you see between pay attention to others yes. and learn from feedback of others? Yeah. yeah, you can learn from feedback from others. I'm not overly concerned about what others are thinking about me because I'm living my passion and my purpose and my intention and then life gives me feedback. If, if I'm being stubborn in some area, then, then, then there'll be some feedback from either life itself or from people. If, if I'm being arrogant, you'll get the feedback. If you're being wishy-washy, you get the feedback. So you learn how to pay attention. And, you know, as, you, as you mature and become more comfortable with yourself, you're able to take criticism, and what happens is uh, you start paying, uh, you start seeing, what, what, what they're called the two imposters, criticism and praise. There are people that praise you and people that criticize you, but after a while, you don't really care about either one of them. They're called imposters. And so if somebody's criticizing you and saying, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, shut up, whatever, <laughs> you, 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 you don't care. It's like, thank you for your feedback. 
<laughs> you know. And if somebody says, "Oh, you're the greatest. You're the greatest. You, 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 you're the best." You say, "Thank you for your, thank you for your feedback." You start treating both the same because you're not trying to get something from the people. You're giving a gift to the people. You're getting your information and your energy directly from the life force. You see, you're getting fed by life. Life is giving you information, and you're sharing it. And if people don't want it, and they say, "Ah, it's a bunch of baloney," thank you. I won't give it to you. You know. And if somebody says, "I want it," thank you. Here it is. But after a while, praise and criticism, you don't really care because you're 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 becoming so in tune inside of yourself. Yeah. It's like it's like if you are a mathematician, and you know that 10 plus 10 is 20. You know it. It's not an opinion. You know it. And you stand in front of a group and you start to do your math and somebody says, I don't believe that. What are you going to do? You're going to say, okay, thank you. You know, you know 10 plus 10 is 20. You say, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> They're giving you feedback where you need to grow. Because when you get out here as a public figure, people talk about you. If you do really good, they talk about you more. If you do really, really good, they talk about you really, really more. It, it goes with scale. And then you learn this. Um, Mediocrity attacks excellence all the time. And so if you're seeking to live a, an excellent life, those who are, have agreement with mediocrity, they attack you because you're making them uncomfortable. They want to stay small, so they attack people who are trying to do big things. Let's talk about the law of attraction. According to you, how we can use the law of attraction? Well, the, the basic, first start with the basics. The basic law is what you chronically think about is what you bring about in your experience. A thought is a unit of mental energy. Energy can never be created or destroyed. Energy just keeps changing itself into higher or lower expressions. So if you're constantly thinking negative, you know, uh, life is hard and, and then you die. There's not enough good jobs around. Uh, there's no... Decrease crisis. Yeah, there's, everything is working. Then you, your, your body temple gets that message. The cells of your, of your body begin to hear that. It starts to produce, produce toxic chemicals. Your immune system starts to become unhinged, starts to be, be impaired. Your thinking starts to go down because of the toxic chemicals. And you start to bring about what you're thinking about. You become sick, uh, not as much energy, so therefore your opportunities are depleted. Uh, your energy is down, critical thinking goes down, and then you start to bring about that negativity that you're describing. But you change it around, and you begin to say, you know, I'm surrounded by opportunities. Life is good. Everything is working together for my good. I, 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 I'm surrounded by infinite opportunities. Uh, prosperity is right here. And then what happens? When you start to say that, your mood is lifted. Tonic chemicals and endorphins start to go through the body starts to amplify your immune system, your thinking becomes more clearer, you start to see life differently, opportunities, you start to see opportunities that you couldn't see before, possibilities open up that you didn't even know about because your attitude has changed, and what looks like the law of attraction is simply you lifting your vibration so that you can see the potential that's here. And then we call it the law of attraction, but what it really is, I call it the law of, the law of radiation law of emergence because what you're doing is allowing that which is within you to come out and and to radiate and to emerge and to express 
And then in the physical form, good things happen, and it looks like it's a, you're attracting it, but what's really happening is you're radiating it, and what you're radiating is becoming visible. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on The Bottom Line with Joey L. On Evolution Radio. Or do the rich people cringe and say, don't tell them that, Robert? Yes, yes, yes. Don't tell people what, they, what you know. Right. Keep them poor. The moment I pay you, you think like an employee. The moment you accept the paycheck, your brain goes dead. That's the trap. Entrepreneurs work for free. As long as you're hungry, you'll think. The school system was designed to teach you to be an employee or a doctor or a lawyer, a specialist, but never about money. The poor will always be amongst us because it starts up here. It's, it's in their words, you know, and the words become flesh. But when they say, I can't afford it or I can't do that, they go down. They become what they say. And I meet so many people, I, don't, I can't afford it, you think I made of money? My PhD daddy says, what do you think I am, made of money? I can't afford that. And my rich dad would say, that's why he's poor. Poor people say, I can't afford it, I can't do that, I don't have time. Because this is an escape. It's an escape, you know what I mean? It's easy to say, I can't afford it. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I can't go to the gym. You know, when you could go to the gym, no, I can't. Truth is, I'm just too lazy to go to the gym. And your rich dad used to say what instead of, I can't afford it? How can I afford it? How can I do that? A question opens a mind, a statement closes the mind. So when you say, I can't afford it, the mind shuts down. And you become what you say. People right now who are sitting at home <clears throat> who are struggling financially or worried about money or unhappy, they may be making a lot of money, but unhappy with what they're doing. It was probably taught to you. You know, your super ego was taught, get a job, work hard, or, or you'll never be rich, or the rich are evil, or whatever. Poverty is passed on. It's taught in your families. And middle class is taught in families. And until you change your mindset, Correct. money won't help you, right? Correct. And we see that with people that win the lottery, people that make more money, they still have the same problem. Right. Because they have that poor man's soul. Correct. If you're poor, you'll always be poor. That's really hard for people to understand. Yeah, the money will disappear that fast. Just like most pro athletes, you know, they make millions of dollars and what, 65% are bankrupt five years later? It's because they come from poor families. But unfortunately, what Mr. Lipton was saying, passed down genetically. That's the frightening thing. If you don't want to learn it, I can't help you. You know, I have bad luck too. I've, I've had financial crashes. I've had people stab me in the back. But they're all good because I grow from it. That's spirituality. You know, people who are afraid of making mistakes like they teach in school, they don't ever grow. Because spirituality is there's good and there's bad, there's right and there's wrong, there's up and there's down. Most people only want to be right, they only want to be positive. Well, you can't have that, that's not reality. 
And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe. They haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school. That means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. But the average guy is standing there, oh, I'm an A student, I'm, gonna, I'm going to do this all on myself. And a, and a bunch of rugby players run you over, and you go, well, they're not playing fair. And what, you're not, you're playing stupid. You should have a team. You have accountants, attorneys, and bankers, and all that stuff. But that's not the game I want to play. I said, then don't play the game. You know, the, the game of business is played with accountants, attorneys, bankers, hate to say it, politicians. You know, you got to know the game. You know, people say, well, money is not that important to me. Then if money is not that important to you, money is not important to you. I mean, you know what I mean? I don't care about money. The money doesn't care about you. You know, it, the word does become flesh. Or I'll never be rich. Or the favorite one is the rich are greedy. It's the poor that are greedy. You know, if you think about it, because to be rich, you have to give something. You know, you have to, I, I have to produce books and games and I... I purchase real estate, I provide housing, provide jobs and all that. That's why I'm rich. But greedy people produce nothing. You know, Einstein said, you know, imagination is more important than knowledge. But knowledge empowers imagination. And what most people lack is real business knowledge. Like accounting. You know, like debt, like taxes. You gotta know that stuff but they don't teach it in school to anybody. You see, most teachers in school, they're out of ethics. They teach subjects they, don't, they themselves don't practice because I understand what a fake teacher is. A fake teacher is somebody who just wants a job and they'll teach anything. You know, they teach how to shine shoes and get paid them more money. But they really don't know what they're teaching. In life, one of the things I suggest to people, you've got to find a real teacher versus a fake teacher. And a fake teacher is somebody who doesn't do what they teach. And a real teacher is doing what they teach every day. Our school systems are making our students weaker. So in school, they have these things called now trigger effects. So you can't, as a teacher, you can't say anything that might upset the student. They don't want anything that might jar their point of view. You see, people say, well, why don't you give the poor money? The only problem with that is it just creates more poor people. Give a man a fish, he fishes for the day, or eats for the day. Yeah, you give a man a fish, you get a lot of people who want more fish, you know. But you teach them to fish. We become creatures of our own habits. And until we break the habit, we don't change. Our schools don't teach that. Our schools teach almost the exact opposite of that. And the average person, the reason they're poor is they haven't failed. You know, they play it so safe, they haven't made any mistakes like they taught in school, that means they don't learn anything. That's why the school system is actually fundamentally corrupt. It's anti-education. So what I say to young people is, you, you find your game. So my game financially is business, number one. Second is real estate. And that's why I pay no taxes. That's why Trump pays no taxes. Legally, it's a combination of business and real estate that gives us an unfair advantage over employees because they don't know what to do. And a lot of people would rather sit in the stands than be in the game. One of the greatest ways to acquire great wealth is playing Monopoly in real life.
four greenhouses, one red hotel. But is that all there is? That's it. Robert, if I could give you uh, some kind of a magic phone and you could make a call to the 20-year-old Robert Kiyosaki and give that young man a bit of advice, what would you tell him? I would just say keep going. Just do what you have to do. Just you know, live it to the fullest. Which I did. Nothing I ever did made sense. Now, could you imagine quitting a $120,000 a year job for $200 a month to go fight in Vietnam and almost die? It, it didn't make sense, but it was the best decision I made at that time. And I think what most people do is they let their parents or their friends talk them out of life. So afraid of failing. But failing is how we succeed. Yeah. You look at the, you guys look at guys like Edison and all that. They failed like 10,000, no, 1,014 times before he invented the light bulb. You know, our schools punish you for making mistakes. That's why we have so many people who are so afraid of admitting they make mistakes or afraid of failing. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. Look, my bitches all bad, my niggas all real. I ride in dick in some big tall hills, big fat checks, big large bills. Burn out flip like 10 car wheels, cold ass bitch. I give raw chills, 10 different looks, and my lips so kill. I kiss them in the mouth, I feel all grills. Heat in the car, that's not on wheels. Woo! I was born a flag. Yes. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets. I like more than sex. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Money. All I really want to see is us. Money. I don't really need to be any dust. Money. All a bad bitch need is us. Money. I got pants in the coop. Bustin' out the roof. I got pants in the coop. Touch me, I'll shoot. I'll shake a little ass. You get a little bag and take it to the store. Money. Get a little cash. Money. You shake it real fast. You get a little more. I got pants in the coop. Bussin' up the coop, I got pants in the coop Bussin' up the coop, I got a fly, I need a jet, shit I need room for my legs, I got a baby, I need some money, shit I need cheese for my egg, all y'all bitches in trouble Dream brass knuckles to scuffle, I heard that Cardi went pop, shit I did go pop, pop, that's me bustin' that bubble I'm the Sonny with the drip, baby mommy with the clip Walk out fighting with a bitch, bring her thotty to the whip If she find her, she fake, clock, damn, fuckin' pass the mirror, woo I like boarding jets, I like more than sex But nothing in this world that I like more than checks Money. All I really wanna see is us Money. I don't really need to be any dust All a bad bitch need is us Money. I got pants in the coop Bussin' up the roof I got pants in the coop Touch me, I'll shoot I'll Shake a little ass You get a little bag and take it to the store Money. Get a little cash Money. You shake it real fast, you get a little more I got pants in the coop What's in the coop? I got pants in the coop. Touch me, I'll shoot. <laughs> Bitch, oh, papa, you pop. Bitch, oh, papa, whoever. You know who pop the most shit? Mm. The people who shit not together. Okay. You know that cardio freak. Mm. All my pajamas is leather. Mm. Bitch, oh, back on your ass. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Yeah. 
flex, diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets, I like morning sex. But nothing in this world that I like more than culture. All I really want to see is the money. I don't really need a D, I need the All a bad bitch need is the K-K-C. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L, where remedy meets preparation. There it is right there. And I want to share this with you because this paragraph, it was I was instructed to look at that shortly after I started to read the book. And... It was the start of changing everything. Now, you can't read that from here, so we'll blow it up. Hill says there's a difference between wishing for a thing and being ready to receive it. No one is ready for a thing until they believe that they can acquire it. That's not an easy thing to do. He said the state of mind must be belief and not mere hope or wish. Now, The last two lines are critical. Open-mindedness is essential to belief. Closed minds will not inspire faith, courage, or belief. There's the key. You, if you want to be ready for the success that you dream about, that Blaine had you playing with mentally, physically, if you're ready then you believe. And if you don't believe, you're not ready. It's that simple. Now, this is the sad truth. Most people, it's hope and wish. Got to hope this thing happens. If I go there, I wonder if it'll happen. You've got to decide it's going to happen. It's got to be a decision you make. And it's got to be an irrevocable decision. It's not, it's not conditional on anything. This is exactly the way it's going to be done. You see, when you believe, everything else goes out the door. Now, how do you believe? Well, I talked about that earlier. Our belief system is based upon our evaluation of something. And frequently, if we reevaluate a situation, our belief about that situation will change. When Val said that to me, it was like bells going off in my head. I realized then how and why I had changed. I had been searching for nine and a half years. The change had taken place. My life had changed dramatically, but I had no idea why it had changed. People say, how did you do that? And I said, I don't know, I just do it. I have talked to all kinds of Olympians. I had a very good friend of mine, Mill Campbell, who's gone now, God bless him, but he was a gold medal decathlon winner. That means that on that day, He was the greatest athlete in the world. That's huge. And I remember him telling me, if he told me once, he told me a thousand times. He wanted down in Melbourne, at the Olympics in Melbourne. And uh, and he he said that he and Rayford Johnson were running around the uh, area that they had built for the Olympians. And Rayford said to him, what do you think is going to happen, Milt? And Milt said, 
I told him, I said, Rayford, you've wasted your time coming here. This is mine. Now, prior to that, that was in 1956. In 1952, he had gone to Helsinki. He watched Bob Mathias as a kid when he was 13. And he watched Mathias, who became a congressman out here at one time. Um, he went to London, and he became the greatest athlete in the world in 1948. And Milt saw that as a young boy. And he made up his mind, he was on the back of a Wheaties box, that he was going to do that. At 13, he said, I am going to win the decathlon. His grandmother was raising him. He lived in Jersey. But he made up his mind he was going to win it. And four years later, he was in Helsinki. And he stood on the second step. Matthias wanted another gold. Matthias won the gold again. And Milt said, when I was standing on the second step, I made a commitment to myself. I was coming back in four years, and I was going to win the gold. Now, think of what he had to do. He had to train every day for the next four years. This is not lightweight stuff. And this is the real deal. I was running a meeting in... Where the hell was I? I was here. I had just got in my room. I hadn't even opened my bag. And the phone rang in my room. And I picked it up, and it was Milt. And... He, I said, you know, I started talking. He said, where are you? And I said, I'm in L.A. He said, I'm in L.A. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm here visiting with Bob Mathias. I said, really? I said, God, I'd love to meet him. And I said, why don't you bring him down? Why don't you come to lunch tomorrow? Bring him down. I'll have lunch with you guys. So he said, just a minute. He was gone from it. And he came back. He said, okay, Bob said he'd come. And so I was running a seminar for Prudential. This was quite a long time ago. Well, these two big guys come in. They sat down in the back of the room. And I knew who they were. I knew who Bill was. I didn't know who Bob was, but I knew who, I knew who was with him. And so um, they ducked out, and we had lunch, and we came back in. And uh, they said, yeah, you can go ahead. So I told a story. I told a story about a young guy who was 13, that saw another guy win a gold medal in the decathlon. And he made up his mind he was going to do that. Now, he was living with his grandma. He was in New Jersey. The temperature's not very nice in New Jersey a good part of the year. And he said, he remember, he was upstairs, and he'd be saying, I am the greatest athlete in the world. And one day his grandma said, Milt, this may not be for us. He said, Grandma, we're not doing it. I'm doing it. Now, I want you to compare the difference. He went back, he went in 52 to Helsinki, and he won the silver. But he said, I'm going back in four years. He had to figure out how he could do it. He didn't have the money to hire a trainer. His family didn't have any money. So he got an idea. See, when you fall in love with the idea, 
the way will be shown. You're going to believe that. Can't wish. Wishing and hoping doesn't cut it. If you're going to be ready, you've got to believe it. You've really got to believe it. He got the idea. He went to the government. He said, I'll join the service if you send me to Southern California and you permit me to train. I'll run under your banner. They cut a deal. They sent him down here. He had great trainers. He was in favorable weather. And he did that for four years. They paid him while he was learning. He didn't have enough money otherwise. And he went and he won the gold. And then I told him, I said, now the other guy, Milt's black. Matthias was white. Matthias was raised in Southern California. His dad was a doctor. They had all kinds of money, comparatively speaking. He was hiring the best, best trainers in the world. He could train all year long. Their situations were so far apart, they were almost polar opposites on the surface. But they both did the same thing because they both held the same image. And then I introduced them, and I brought well, the guys went nuts. The people in the audience, they just, just, and I got them both to come up and talk about it. I've seen these things happen. I've worked with these people. I understand it. And I remember Milt was always saying, Milt had a key to my house. He's gone now, God bless him. But he had a key to my house. When he came to Toronto, he would just, it wouldn't matter if we were home or not. He could go and stay there. We were just great friends for a long, long time. But I remember he kept saying to me, he said, you know, I, I just, he, he, he couldn't get over this. He said, there was all kinds of guys in school that were better, better athletes than me, but they quit. He <laughs> said, you can't win if you quit. There is no quitting. It's got to be a commitment. And it's not going to be easy. Sandy's going to run you through here in something in a few minutes called the terror barrier. It gets to the point where you're damn good and scared. It gets to the point where the outside starts to take control of the inside and you swear to God you're going to lose if you keep going. But you've got to keep going. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L., where remedy meets preparation.
And I say, you're a civilization, because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization, which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You've had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had during my time here. It came to me when I tried to classify your species. I realized that you're not actually mammals. Every mammal on this planet instinctively develops a natural equilibrium with the surrounding environment, but you humans do not. You move to an area and you multiply and multiply until every natural resource is consumed. And the only way you can survive is to spread to another area. There is another organism on this planet that follows the same pattern. Do you know what it is? A virus. Human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet. You are a plague, and we are the cure. Can you hear me, Morpheus? I'm going to be honest with you. I hate this place, this zoo, this prison, this reality, whatever you want to call it. I can't stand it any longer. It's the smell. If there is such a thing, I feel saturated by it. I can taste your stink. Every time I do, I fear that I have somehow been infected by it. It's repulsive. Doesn't it? I must get out of here. I must get free. And in this mind is the key. My People that's awake and there's people asleep. Mm-hmm. Now, most people on this planet are asleep. So let's break it to the least common anomaly. Let's say the black community. Mm-hmm. We it used to they say five percent. <laughs> no, it's like old point something now. That's right. You see, that's asleep. So you're gonna be lonely because the simple fact that. People are asleep. Now, how is this? You have a chakra system in your body. And these are nine wheels of consciousness. Most, uh, excuse me, seven wheels of consciousness. There's like 160 chakras, but seven major chakras, just like there's seven African powers. Now, what has happened here to give you a scientific element of what's going on so you can clear this up so you don't have to go and be trying to holler at somebody and they laugh at you and they don't want to hear that shit. Because your family will beat you down, and niggas in the street will beat you down. You're going to try to give them a message. Now, <laughs> have you around here crazy. Now, the chakra system 
The lowest chakra is your sacral vertebrae. That's your root chakra. And that's where the majority of the people's um, consciousness is, on the root chakra. So the only thing that they can get down with is desires. What feels good, what tastes good, what smells good, what looks good, what sounds good. Yes. You see, the, Lord the basic sen- uh, senses, you see, on that particular level, they are called the automatons, which means automation. Okay. They moving, but they ain't, they brain dead. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Now, you don't even get into this particular consciousness that you can partake to understand what things is until you're radiating from the heart chakra. Mm-hmm. You see, the heart chakra. That's why the Egyptian, the heart, the scarab, the heart scarab was the most important. Even when you died, they throw the brain away. But it was the heart that they preserved. Because that's another, that's where your true self is. But you got to radiate from the heart chakra and then you elevate on into the pineal gland. But most people's consciousness is in the root chakra. On the five senses, the animal level. Make it look pretty. They have a PhD with a degree. They tell you it's only a degree of information. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a degree of information, it has nothing to do with a person's behavior. Mm. Whether they're conscious or not. You see, it has nothing to do with what a person wears. It has something to do is where they incarnated down here on a certain level and they are radiating above the root shock. And I guarantee you this right now. Even if some of you all just coming into consciousness last year, I guarantee you, you always felt special since you was a baby. Now, I've been asking that question in my lectures around the country for, 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 for 16 years. And I asked everybody, how many of you all always thought that you were special? And the whole room always raised their hands. You didn't know what it was. You see what I'm saying? But you thought it was special. And you always had a thirst for something that you didn't know what it was. And it was this knowledge. Let me give you an example. When I was, on, when I was in college, I was standing up one time. I had finished school. And I was standing um, on the college campus with one of the coaches. We got to be good friends. One of the basketball coaches, Coach Holmes. He said, well, how do you, how do you feel, man? You, you've educ- you educated yourself. I said, man, I don't feel shit. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. I said, I told him, I said, I thought when I came here to this university that when I left, I was going to have some kind of knowledge. I didn't know what the knowledge was. All I know is what I went, I went through for four years. I didn't have shit. I, I, I knew I felt empty. Now, it was, it was you know, it was a couple of years later that what I was missing, I realized, was knowledge. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, I, I, but, but I knew something was wrong. You see, and that's what it is. You, you always thought that, you was, you, you, that, that something was missing. And that's why, if that is because you were, you, you were gravitating above the root shock. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Peace to the gods. What's going down? How y'all feeling? Oh, 
Evolution right here on the bottom line, right here on the New Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey Bell, Bay. Calling number is 347-989-0194. Get yourself in the call line and holler at me. Today, we're going into our part two of this business series. You know, when you are more and you're doing real commerce, you're going to do good business. Well, why? Because the foundations of how you do business is that you do things in honor. Right? So we always, uh, you know, talk about money over here. You know, some people can say, well, y'all materialistic. But the truth of the matter is that if you don't have money, you can't change shit. You can't even change your own circumstances. Let alone somebody else's. We was all put here on this particular planet to make a difference, to help each other, right? And you need resources to do it. You need absolute resources to do it in every sense of the word. So tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to dive back in to our laws of success. And, and, you know, if, if you was with me last week, then, you know, one of the things that we went over last week, and it was very important, um, was the law of your mind. We talk about, you know, we talked a lot about mind last week, and I gave you guys some steps. I gave you six qualities, okay, that every goal, goal that you have should have, right? And I'll go over those qualities again. Right? It's one. It should always be written down, right? You should always write your goals down. Right? Number two. Your goals should always be realistic and attainable. Right? Now, like I told you last week, you might be able to make a hundred thousand dollars this year. You might not make a million, but you might make a hundred thousand. It's damn sure worth at least writing it down. Try to make it attainable. Right? Number three. Told you that everything, right, and your goals should always be flexible. So you should always leave room for change. You gotta leave room for change, right? Change is is inevitable. It's one of the things that we can never change, (laughs) right? Number four. It should be concrete and measurable. Okay? That means you need a defined, specific goal. That's why you write that shit out. Okay? Number five, it should be extended to cover certain periods of time. So you should have an end point and a start point for your goal. Don't just write your shit down and then expect to reach it without having the actual date to reach the shit. Number six. It should be set in advance. Right? Your goal is a destination. So you don't set a goal tomorrow to be a pianist. That's the goal that you set in the future. You have to work to attain that shit, right? All right. So, I, one of the things that I think that we need to really focus on 
is the law of focus. And I want to start our conversation tonight with that. Because when we're talking about becoming better at business, these things are very important. Your focus. Business requires your utmost focus and attention. See, the sixth universal law of success is the universal law of focus and discipline. The universal law provides that your attention must always be focused on your goal, your vision, and your purpose. Okay, So metaphysically, this means that the understanding of knowledge and wisdom come through what you see, right? With basically what you give your attention to. So, you know, God tuned into these shows, and we give you information to help you change your circumstance and whatever light that is, Right? And so you begin to focus on that. So the power of focus, you know, wherever you place your focus, your thoughts, your emotions, and even the events and the activities in your life don't follow that. So, you know, my pops always says, you know, where your energy goes, your attention flows, which is extremely true because most of us let our subconscious focus go into the wrong place. It's just like when I do a show, right? I'll do a show and I'll say, listen, we're going to talk about this tonight. I'll go to the car line and the nigga asked me about something completely different. Where was your focus? We See, I do things with a center focus, as should you. Right? So if you focus on a problem rather than the solution, you'll never solve your problem. See, a lot of people tend to focus on their problems, right? And I noticed this shit because... I deal with people every single day in all realms. I deal with people in this realm. I deal with people in the banking realm. I deal with people in the music realm, in the entertainment realm. There are always problems that people have. And more people focus on their problem than their solution. In business, you must always focus on the solution. Okay? So if you're confronted with a problem... Right? Of lack, let's just say you lack money. That's because you've been focusing on the problem of lacking money. You put your attention and your energy on that. The lack of money, right? If you're focusing on that, you'll always be broke. That's a broke mentality. So if you change your perspective and you focus on the solution, right, rather than the problem, okay? You can get some money into your hands, right? Because then what you're doing essentially is you're changing your your perspective in terms of, okay, you're saying on one hand, I got a problem. I'm not receiving the kind of cash flow I need. Nine times out of ten, it's because of how you've been thinking before your actions have even taken place to mess up your physical reality. So let's let's talk about it. Because I'm going to give you guys some tools tonight. Right, and hopefully y'all run with these tools and to increase your business and your personal life. Okay? By the way, before I jump into these, uh, the 23rd of March, my man John Bay is going to be in Atlanta. Okay, at the uh, Court. What is it? The Courtyard Marriott. Let me pull it up right quick. I got you, brother. Let me pull it up. Give y'all a good date. So. Okay. All right. If you want to go see my man Jonah Bay, make sure that you register at jonahbay.com. 
Alright, it's going to be at the Courtyard Marriott downtown That's 133 Carnegie Way You can register at JungleBay.com It's going to be uh, from 11 to 4 Okay, um, he'll come in later and drop the rest of the information But if you want to register for that seminar It's going to be in Atlanta Alright, and after that We're going to Houston then we'll be in Detroit. So everybody that's been asking about Houston, we will be in Houston. We'll see y'all in Houston next month. All right. So with that being said, let me get into this, right? Because we got a lot to go over. Now, how to overcome the lack of focus? Because a lot of niggas ain't focused, and y'all energy and y'all attention is in the wrong place. Or if it is in the right place, you got to be able to maintain this focus. So let's talk about it. Number one. You need to realize that you can only focus on one thing at a time. See, focus is like a laser beam rather than a light bulb. It cuts through the darkness and illuminates one thought, one emotion, activity, or one thing at a time. So when you actually put your focus on something, right, it's, it's kind of like when a nigga try to have more than one woman. You lose your focus a little bit because you, you forget you know, you forget what you're doing. You, you forget to give attention to one of those women, right? Or let's say you got a brother who's trying to work three jobs, right? And it's very important for him to remember the manual for two of them. Well, he's so, he, he's so focused on two versus one, he messes up because his central focus wasn't in place. I try to give you a better example I could. Now, number two. Be in good health, physically fit, and full of energy. See, health challenges can demand your immediate, consistent, and continuous attention. When you're not physically fit and full of energy, the lack of stamina and feeling of uh, being tired will consume your mind. So I'm going to give you an example. This is sister right now that's stressing out. You can see at the final minute. Trying to put some court paperwork together. Right? When she should have been there that. Got, got trial tomorrow. But she's tired, falling asleep, can't get the paperwork done. On the phone, damn near crying. I said, sister, I don't want to hear that. You put yourself in that position. Your focus wasn't on the right thing. Number three, have clearly defined goals, which complement your vision and your life purpose. Let me repeat that again. You need to have clearly defined goals, which complement your vision and your life purpose. See, without clearly defined goals, there's no direction or thought on which to focus your attention. Y'all get that? How could you possibly focus your attention if you don't have a goal? Number four, have faith in your abilities. So, you know, a lot of people don't believe in what they can achieve. You know, I've achieved some amazing things in my life in the last few years that I never believed I could achieve before. But I believe that I, I, let me say this, I believed it. But not like I should have believed it. 
Right? And that's a, that's a barrier we all got to get past. That's like a that's a condition that we have. You know, especially when you raised in the inner city, you raised, uh, you know, with less. You know, like Bill Gates said, it's not your fault if you was born broke. But it's damn sure your fault if you die broke. Number five, realize that all distractions are equal and equally counterproductive. So you need to keep your eyes on the prize, on your goals, on your vision, on your purpose. And anything, any thought, any person, and any emotion that's not supportive of your goal, right, needs to go. That's a distraction Right Now we've all been distractions To other people before And people have been distractions to us So if you got niggas around you right now Or for my ladies If you got female friends around you right? If y'all got people around you Fuck it If you just got people around you That are no good for you That are a distraction to your purpose You must eradicate them like cancer you got to get them up out of there, man. They're like a tumor. They got to go. That did what I'm saying. They got to go. You know, it's funny. I had to, I recently had to get rid of a nigga on my team. And I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about the good brother I came. I'm, I'm speaking about Something totally separate, but you know, I recently had to get rid of a brother on my team that you know that was trying to steal from me, and this nigga was a motherfucking cancer. We had to cut his ass out. Why? Because he was detrimental to my focus, the focus of our group. Don't let nobody be detrimental to your focus. Get your shit done. And don't let nobody tell you that you can't do it. Number six, control your body, your instincts, and your emotions. You know what emotion means, man? Energy and motion, right? So so your instincts and your emotions, they're just forces that are driven by lower animal nature. Take possession of your mind. Take possession of your emotions. Take possessions of your instinct and your body. You know, body language is a motherfucker, right? You know, you, you ever talk to somebody, right? And you can tell they don't want to talk to you. They, they're giving off that, that, they just that vibe in their body language, right? I was watching the, uh, the Jesse Smollett shit, right? And this nigga, they was talking about how this nigga was a liar. And it was like, look at his body language, right? Instincts, natural emotions. You must know how to control your emotions when you're doing business. Anytime you're doing business, don't get overexcited. Don't get upset. Don't let people see you get out of pocket. See, a good businessman or woman will evaluate the situation. Will come up with clear, concise conclusions, but they won't jump to them, right? You understand? Right. So, so, self 
discipline, right? Because, I mean, self-discipline is everything when we're talking about reaching your goals, especially when we're talking about running a business. You have to have a lot of self-discipline. You got to be able to get yourself up in the morning. You got to be able to do all of your work and try to get it done in a timely fashion. You got to make meetings. You got to come up with products. You got to oversee products. You got to oversee employees if you got that. I mean, being a business owner and entrepreneur is a lot of work. So self-discipline comes very much into play because you got to have self-control. Right? You got to take possession of your mind, like I was telling you earlier. See, self-discipline, y'all, it, it really does begin in the mind. It begins with your thoughts. The mind in action is what they call it, right? So when you got control of your thoughts, you can never be mastered by another man or woman. You know, a lot of people are controlled by their thoughts. They're controlled by other people's thoughts. I would say more people are probably controlled by other people's thoughts than their own. Right? They give you eat the food that they give you to eat. We go to the restaurants that they give us. We, we go to the shopping malls that they give us. We go to the schools that they give us. What have you thought to create on your own to your own discipline? Okay. Anger. So this is an anger go hand in hand. So anger okay, is one of the main causes of loss of focus and emotion of anger. So when somebody makes you angry, you take control of your mind. That's, that's mind control all day long. Yo, you should never let nobody get under your skin. Especially don't let don't let them see you make them. Don't let them see you get angry, especially if you are. See, when people attempt to make you angry, smile, whistle, and say, ain't that great? <laughs> right? Just smile. That should actually make people more fucking mad when you smile at them. Right? Old proverb says, he is a fool who cannot be angry, but he is wise man who will not. Okay? So, True wisdom, and I mean real wisdom, only comes from the understanding of self-discipline, right? This is where you get monks and all that shit from. Right. Now, I don't know how these niggas go that long without getting some, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's some self-discipline for your ass. So let me give you all some ways, okay? Give you seven ways to improve your self-discipline. Number one. Believe that you can succeed and set about doing just anything. Okay? So first and foremost, you must have complete faith in your abilities to succeed and your courage to take immediate action. How many of y'all haven't done your passport or your birth certificate or your injunction? Right? Now, I had somebody who recently said to me, I don't, I don't know if I should use my estate number to get credit. I'm scared. I said, go plop that goddamn credit card. She wouldn't apply for the credit card. She came back to me. She said, Joey, I just got approved for a credit card. I said, I know you did. But it was your fear 
in your non-belief, in your own ability to make that happen, that slows your progress down. Number two. Learn to roll with punches. Boy, you better learn to roll with the punches. Because shit is going to happen. But you're not going to anticipate. And listen, in business, 90% of the shit that happens in business is shit you don't expect. Man. You can play up about 10% of it to try to go well. You're going to have a little bit of a burn rate, though. When it comes to your success. Okay, number three. Get busy and start achieving your goals. So, if you have a plan, like we talked about last week, right? And you sit down and you actually write down a plan. You start working on it. You're going to get there. See, I always, um, you know, when I used to teach high school, right? My students, I used to ask me, you know, how they could achieve their goals. This is real shit, right? So what I would tell them to do is I would say, listen, you need to, don't wait until you're 20, 24. You got to do like I did. Real talk. Somebody told me this shit at 15 and I did it. Go find somebody in that profession. Right? And shadow them. At B, try to find out if, if they'll mentor you. Man, I was 15 years old in recording studios with niggas that was 28, 30 years old, smoking weed and rapping. And man, my parents did not approve of that shit. But goddamn it, I did it anyways because I wanted it bad enough. Number four, always be aware of the positive elements of hope. Do not get in a rut. Hope is life and life is hope. So, let, let's be real about that, right? Your mind state is what really will keep shit positive, right? Because nothing happens technically outside of yourself until you have created it in your mind state. So, if you keep your mind clean, your reality will be the same, you know what I mean? You know, you always got to watch out for outside forces. Don't get me wrong. Make it just dirty. But if you keep yourself positive in your mind right, you definitely have some success. So, number five, have complete confidence in your ability to find a solution. This goes right back to what we were talking about earlier. You got to have some confidence that you can make some shit happen. Reformulate your plan if you need to. Now, a lot of people will write one business plan down and think that they have to stick to that. If you write a business plan, you could change that business plan as many times as you need to. Right? A lot of times, that's how you're going to get your capital. You want some big capital. You got to... Let me, let me be very, very clear here because a lot of niggas want to make money. They want to make big money. But they're not willing to put the time in or the effort or to sit here and listen to the shows. You absolutely have to take the time to sit down and create a business plan if you decide that you think you want to get financed in another realm. You have to be disciplined enough to sit your ass down and do that. Now, 
what's interesting is that most people, especially in the black community, will start a business and never even register the business, but then expect to get rich. Or they'll start a business created as an LLC and then get taxed like hell the rest of their life <laughs> as long as they own the business. But then they become employees for the business. But they never sit down and write a disciplined business plan that will allow them to get the capital that they need so that they don't become an employee of their own business. You know, when you're an employee of your own business, it's not a very good thing. If you've ever read the book Cash Flow Quadrant, there's the left side of the quadrant and the right side. On the left side, you've got employees and small business owners. On the right side, you've got big business owners and investors. You ideally want to get to the side where you become straight up an investor. But it won't happen if you're stuck as an employee or a small business owner who has no discipline. Discipline enough to move your side to the, move yourself to the other side of that quadrant. Okay. Number six, keep going and keep growing. See, every day that you get up, man, you got to be excited about this shit. See, I teach commerce. Jonah teaches commerce. We teach commerce. Because when you become a more, when you step outside their system, you must be self-dependent. You must be disciplined enough to be able to create resources for yourself. Number seven, you need to be a self-starter. You absolutely got to be a self-starter. This goes back to creating resources for yourself. You got to, you, you can't wait for somebody to come along and give you a handout. Most of y'all I know are working in your own businesses, which is a good thing, you know? Really, really is a good thing. But most people, most of them, you know, are, are not planning for success. So you gotta do what's called success planning. Right? The goals that you set for yourself should represent your vision and your deepest desires. So whether you realize your vision, right, depends on your ability to systematically and consistently attain your goals. The most important element in attaining your goals is the formation and the execution of a definite practical plan and work. The desired result to be produced is the attainment of your goals and the realization of your vision. So, you know, and I'll put it to you like this, right? This is the simplest way I can tell you. If you look at every piece of clothing that you have that you have on right now, hopefully I got clothes on, right? You thought about that piece of clothing in some form of fashion before you went out and acquired it. You said, damn, I need some shoes. I need some new shoes. Or, damn, I need, new, I need a new jacket. Or, I need some new underwear. Or, I need new socks. You thought about that shit before you went out and got it. And it became a material thing. You said, I need a new car. So, you went out and got your new car. When, when three hours before, you didn't have a new car. Now, it's material in your existence. And it's really that easy to make shit appear in your existence. I like to call it success planning. Right? You have to do success planning. But 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 let's be realistic. Before you do some success planning, 
you need to evaluate your present position. Okay? So when you work, have a goal and a vision in mind. Think where you want to be at in your life. So I want to be the same place today, excuse me, or a year from now that I am today. That's that's a choice. That's a personal choice. If you're in the same spot next year that you're in right now, I'm going to say that you have not grown. What did you do? That's why I think, honestly, like when niggas win the lottery, I be like, man, some people don't deserve to win the lottery. Because some of these people don't do nothing with that money. They they actually become they became more complacent. They was workers and shit beforehand. They was you know, they had motivation beforehand. Some of these people actually went really gluttonous when they got that money. You gotta evaluate your present position. So when your energies, right? So your work are directed towards specific goals, you create a positive forward momentum, which means that you always are moving forward. This forward momentum helps you overcome the things that you dislike about your present work situation. So if you're not satisfied with where you are, your present situation, right, focus on your attention, right? And I want you to focus your attention on all of your goals. See, when I used to bus cars to car wash, I used to watch people come in to the car wash in some of the nicest cars I had ever seen. Right? I used to bust my ass out there in the cold and in the heat. Nigga, wash your millionaire's cars. Barnett Hillsburg, uh, Hillsburg Diamonds, uh, Chiefs Players, Roy, Roy, uh, Royals Play. You know, you know it's the niggas who got the bread, right? I'm watching this shit. I'm like, and I'm evaluating my own position. I'm like, man, I'm not hating. I'm like, man, this show going to be nice to have one of them one day. But, you know, for a period of time, in the beginning, I was hating on that shit. Why? Because I didn't have it. And I felt like if they had it and I didn't have it, it wasn't fair. But then I had to reevaluate my mind, my position. And my vision. I knew that my vision wasn't to be at a fucking car wash or working in a bum ass public school where you can't even control the curriculum. Okay? Because I used to go door to door and I sell gutters and fighting on people's homes. I worked at Target, I worked at McDonald's. Nigga, I had all of these jobs. I was the nigga selling you your cheeseburger with the orange soda, with the Big Mac sauce, with the with the with the big fry. You know what I mean? All that shit, nigga. I was that nigga. Soji Electronics at Target, but I knew the whole time it wasn't what I wanted to do. But it wasn't until I directed my vision and evaluated my position that shit started to fucking change. So I'm going to tell you like this. If you're not satisfied with your present work situation, focus your attention on your goals and proceed. Determine what you must do to move closer to your goals. If you don't move closer to your goals, well, then something's wrong. If you need more education or experience, be willing to go get it. 
If you don't know some shit, man, admit that you don't know the shit and go get the information so that you can better yourself. Most niggas will never admit some shit that they don't fucking know. Let me tell you the first sign to know when somebody is bullshitting you. When they say something to you like, when they start their sentence off with, um, oh, well, you know they say, who the fuck is that? I want to know what you know. You see, so most people don't even speak from a position of knowing shit. They speak from a position of uh, uh, hearsay, if you will. That's unfortunate. Very unfortunate. And, and, and the truth is, is that if you listen to people like that, what you're listening to is somebody who became so dissatisfied, really, with their own reality, that they started making up shit. They started adopting other people's realities. They, these are the same people who will complain and criticize like other people rather than take a step to improve their own shit. I, like, that, that has to be the truest shit ever. I mean, these are the same people who do this shit. These are the same people who will steal your work and go create YouTube pages, right? And act like they say shit. These are the same motherfuckers who steal niggas' music. These are the same people who steal niggas' intellectual property. These are the same niggas. They the same ones. White, black, Asian, they all fucking niggas. If they stealing your shit, if they are taking away from your ability to succeed because they at some point say I'm dissatisfied with my own abilities. Don't listen to people like that. So to attain your right work, what they call it, right? You must remove the weeds and avoid this type of negative conduct. Believe in your heart that no set of conditions or circumstances can keep you from attaining your goals. Right? And seeing your vision. So, I want to get to one of my main points tonight. Right? And it'll probably take us to top of the hour here. You know, I'll bring my man Jonah Bay in. So, um, we got to talk about success planning, right? And I talked about goals last week, but the point of this show today is success planning. Right? And when we're doing success planning, you have to have, like I told you, a clear vision. I want y'all to actually start writing this shit down. Okay? Now, the goals that you set for yourself should represent your vision, your deepest desires, like I told you before. Okay? Your success plan is your blueprint. I think last week I even told y'all to do a vision board. Okay? Now let's get more detailed in the vision board. Right? And we're actually going to do a success plan. So what I'm going to give you right now is a nine-step method to make a success plan, right? And I and I, this is whether you're doing this for your business or you're doing this for your personal shit or you're doing this, you know, for your processes. I want you to have a success plan because people always ask me, Joey, what's the next step? What's my next step? Well, listen, sometimes you got to take the action and write your steps down. Sometimes you got to create the next step. So number one, Purchase the damn calendar or a planner or use the, the one in your phone. Live by that shit. 
right? I'm trying to get better with it myself. This is why I be having y'all booked through the calendar on the Google and all of that. And then we be getting overbooked, so I'll be trying to, like, catch up with niggas. But this is what it is. Like, like at least we, we're attempting to use it. You have to use some type of calendar. I just talked to a guy in Hollywood today. This morning, right, we was talking. And he was telling me every time he's on the phone with these executives, he's, he's writing the calendar during time down so he don't ever forget what time and day he spoke to somebody. Okay? Number two, write your vision, your goals, and your target dates in your planner. Right, this, this helps you to see your shit, right? Because if it's in front of you, you can always go back and say, okay, this is the day I plan to have this done. I got this many days left to get this done. Number three, list the actions necessary to accomplish your goals and when they must be performed. That means if you know that you need to go authenticate the birth certificate or you know that you need to come to a seminar before you start working on your stuff, get it done. Put it on your list. Or if you know that you need to go and get that trust set up before you register your business, get it done. Make a list. Number four, write out a brief but complete narrative statement of how you intend to achieve your goal. Okay? You got to do that. You got to write out how you intend to achieve it. And let me take it a step further. When you write out how you intend to achieve your goal, you should also write at the very bottom, at the very, very bottom, right, to remind yourself. You should write out what you intend to give for receiving the blessing, right? So let me put it in perspective for you. You say, this year I want to make a million dollars. You make a million dollars, the universe brought that into your existence. What are you going to do to give back to the universe to keep that going? My man Jonah likes to call that spiritual coins. How are you going to keep your spiritual coins coming in, son? Okay? So when you write that success plan, right, you definitely want to make sure that you're thinking about those spiritual coins. Number five, I want you to revise, study, digest, and memorize your success plan statements. Okay? That means that if you need to make copies of that shit and put one on your mirror in the morning when you brush your teeth, put one in front of the the toilet paper roll when you're taking the shit, put another one uh, uh, in your car uh, by your dashboard when you turn it on the radio. Nigga, have your goals in front of you everywhere. You should start materializing. Okay, number six. Start right the fuck away. Start right now. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. So if we get off the call, go work on some shit. Work on it now if you can. Work and listen to it. Alright? Whatever you gotta do. Work and listen to the show. Whatever you gotta do. I used to John I'll tell you, I used to ride around in my Cadillac, nigga, and, and I had a DVD player in there so I could watch DVDs and shit while I was driving, you know. I was, you know, a boss player like that. I used to you know, keep my shit, you know, real clean. And I used to, listen, no joke, I used to go pick up chicks on dates. <laughs> and now I have injunction players. <laughs> I had the injunction DVD player. 
on a date. I'm not even bullshitting with y'all. Okay? That's how much I, I, I wanted the information. I found the time. Okay? So number eight. Plan all actions that must be performed each day. So if you know each day that you got to get up, right, and you got to do this, this, and this at this time to achieve your goals, make sure that you're doing that. Write everything down. Don't miss shit. If you think about something, write it down. You got to write as much shit down as you possibly can. And number nine, monitor your efforts closely and evaluate your results. So concentrate on your plan of action, right? I want y'all to make sure that you do that, right? So if your plan for the year is not to spend, uh, you know, more than than $10 every time you go out to eat, right, and you you go to the grocery store, then write that shit down. See, only successful people write shit down, Okay? Only they, these are the only people that I know that are successful. People who actually take the time to write shit down. Okay? So real quick before we go to break. I'm gonna give you a couple of formulas that I've developed for achieving goals, right? So you need to set your goal for one year. Right? Now there's a there's a good book that um I mean, John, we was actually trying to get it on the audio. I'm going to try to pull it so he can put it on the show. There's a really good book by Napoleon Hill that I was in. It was called uh, 52 Steps to Achieving Life Rewards, right? And they go week by week. So I think it's like 52 weeks in a year or something, right? So they go by each week. So you need to write each goal, right, for as many times as you can see a day. Right, so for every day in your calendar, you really should have the goal. Okay, the next one is you should determine what must be done to accomplish your goal. Right, always. I mean, I think a lot of people fail to actually realize that sometimes it don't take a lot to get where you got to go, but it takes a little bit of uh, dedication and realization. Right, to say, okay, my daily activities lead me to this particular. Um, this avenue, if you will. Right? College students got to go to fucking school every day. Got to show up to class. Many times as they got class, they want to get that degree. Okay? Next one. You need to set monthly goals. So I know a lot of people look and they say, well, I want to achieve this long term. But you should set some short-term goals, right? Like you said, I'm going to achieve this this month. Next month, I'm going to achieve this, right? So if your, if your short-term goal is to get a car, we'll make that a, a, a short-term goal. This month, I'm going to get me a car. Or this month, I'm going to save up $500. Whatever you got to do, man. Okay? But when we're talking about business, all of this shit makes absolute sense. When you're talking about achieving your goals as a business, or personally, for that matter, okay. So, you know, repetition is 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 a big thing, you know, um, and not wasting time. 
And and I listen, I'm a victim of that. Very big victim of that. You know what I mean? So we all have to make sure that we are doing time management. That's a huge thing when we actually start dealing with business. So in these theories that we do in business uh, over the next couple of weeks, you know, as we go into the foundational principles, I'll start going into more of the commerce side of this, right? We can start looking at different things that will help you, you know, once you cross this other side, you start building these businesses up. All right, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in, bring my man Jonah Bay in, see what's going down. You sit right here on the bottom line, right here on the New Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey Bounfield Bay. You can press the number one if you want to get in the call line and holler at me. 347-989-0194 is the number. Man, we'll be right back after these messages. We'll be right, right back. Keep it locked. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. Don't even think about changing the station. You're listening to The Bottom Line with your host, Joey L. Tune in every Monday from 10 a.m. to 12 to Awake with All Set on Evolution Radio. Where the revolution is the evolution. You're listening to the New Evolution Radio Network. Visit MakeMoreCommerce.com for more remedies with Joey L. Where remedy meets preparation. You're listening to Evolution Radio. Visit JonahBay.com for more remedies.
Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. And then we got goals that we reach or don't reach. And that is what you're up against leaving here. First are your relatives. God love them. Allah love them. Buddha love them. And then your friends, then just general guilt, society, and then you're feared. You're afraid. You're afraid of making a mistake. And this is what you'll relate to me. See, I would think that when I list in your weekly report what scared you, you ought to be able to put a lot of shit down. But you put, no, nothing. I'm cool. I'm cool. Nothing scared me. Which isn't true. If you can't pick up the phone, there's a reason. Especially since you have the templates, the scripts, and you've got everything. The only thing, and I've asked this, you'd like me to dial the phone for you. Can you get past the first gatekeeper, Mr. Pena? I'm going to show you how to do that. Can you get past the second gatekeeper, Mr. Pena? I'm going to show you how to do that. In some of the big, big hitters, as my Japanese um, mentees would say, big fucking hitter, got big fucking hitter this week. Have three gatekeepers. Now I'm going to show you how to do that. But you got to pick up the mother. Now some of you don't pick up. You have a thing in your ear, you know, thing in your ear. When I used to run a boiler room back in the 70s, they, were, uh, they call them call centers now. But back in my day, they were boiler rooms. Well, I have 200 guys out there and gals, and I used to sit up on a desk, elevated from about this high off the ground. And I used to, t- you know, masking tape, that gray masking tape that you can fix shit with, masking tape. I used to, I used to ask them, what hand do you wipe your ass with? And they'd tell me. Then I'd tape that hand, the phone to it. Tape it. And if I didn't see that motherfucker glistening from the lights, I was on him like stink on shit. Like a super, you know, like a uh, Marvel movies superhero. Why aren't you making a call, moron? We, closed, we were closing motherfuckers. We were closing motherfuckers. I didn't ask if we made any sales today. How many motherfucking sales did we make? Because I only knew closing 94.6%. And I cried about the 5.4% of the fuckers that got away. And they had a big board with my, my uh, records on. For the guys, the mooches in the boiler room. You used to have to ask permission to go to the toilet. Permission. And the reason why, why did I wrap it around the hand they wiped their ass with? Because you could disconnect the phone and sneak off. I know how to sell. Believe me. I know how to close. I'm a closing motherfucker. I don't know anything but close. It's about expectations, and my expectations are high. And at the bottom of your weekly report, you're going to have the world's records for every fucking thing you do for the next 12 months. You get tired of looking at the goddamn thing. How in the fuck did that asshole do that in 20 days? Is you going to ask? You, you're, 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 telling, you're not sharing anything. 
You're not telling the old lady, he's calling the old lady, that you haven't kicked to the curb yet. That's your wife. See, you haven't kicked you. So you haven't, you're not going to ask the old lady, because you're going to say, Jesus Christ, I must be a real cunt like Pena says. Tell him on the 17th day, and this fucking asshole did it in 20 days. I must be a worthless piece of shit. I think a stiff ring and a good fuck would kill me. Now, some of you guys are going to put in your reports, well, I don't drink, Mr. Pena. You know what I'm going to say? You probably don't fuck either. You, you, maybe you're going to say to me, and you, well, I don't drink, Mr. Pena. So, you know, a stiff drink and a good fuck would kill most of the snake fights. So your excuse already is, I don't drink. So I don't have to be a good fuck. You got a reason for everything. And we got the Google fuckers here. No, I mean, shit, I, I am happy you gave me that information, though. Okay. We don't Google anymore. <laughs> That's enough. Okay, because I've asked a lot of guys and nobody... Okay, and I don't, you know, and I'm not going to go uh, search. I don't give a shit that much, but I am happy you gave it to me. Okay. I did learn something from one of the kids. It's rare, but it does happen. So hope does spring eternal. Hope does spring eternal. Okay, but, I mean... Does anybody, no, I'm not going to ask you if you can relate to this, because I know you can. I know you can. You've never probably thought of it this way. You have, because you've seen this slide before. But. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. What up, my nigga? Just got back from Mardi Gras. That shit was off the train. Family really enjoyed yeah. this shit. You know, it was their first time down there. That's what's up. They couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? Oh, damn, yo. I didn't like the fact that all they eat is pork, man. Pork, everything. They put pork in everything. You can order a fucking hamburger. How many, how many, how many beans you got? How many beans oh you my got God. in the neck, bro? I have none. None. Layla got 500. Layla got 500. She just kept on collecting them. Wow. Yeah. I was catching them for her and all that Yo, she came back with uh, teddy bears, frisbees, balls. You name it, man. They gave away all types of shit. They spent a lot of money doing Mardi Gras. And, you know, it's not even over until Tuesday. But we was out. Mm. You know what I mean? We left today. So it's crazy. That's probably like one of the only things that keeps that city alive, man. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But, oh, man, I'm loving this show. I'm loving this show. I appreciate show. it, man. You know, it's interesting because, you know, we were just talking about this, you know. These, these principles to, do, to doing business. You know, well, people have no idea what is the process focus. that we go through to uh, get our success. They don't know. We're working just as hard as we're telling them to work. Like, I'm going to go into their habits. How habits is developed, how habits create you uh, doing bad in your life, how to take those same bad habits 
and turn them into mm-hmm. positive ones by rewarding yourself, I'm going to give them the science on that. See, like me and you discussed my, 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 my thing. Well, I'm going to do a whole show on it, but me and you discussed this before where I told you every time I make money, I buy myself something. I reward myself. That's right. You know I mean? It's a it's this a reward. It's a reward so factor. You start furs. Right. I got so many furs. I got so many chains, sneakers, and all that because I'm constantly rewarding myself for getting my uh my dad going um gold done right. So what happens is no matter how hard the goal is. I accomplish the goal because I'm used to the habit of rewarding myself and I can't get that shit until I get that done. Right? That's the science of creating good habits. I agree. It is. Good habits. It's a real science. science. So this is why I tell niggas write your goals because that's part of that science. Yeah, it's a habit. It's a habit being successful. You got to do certain things. Like, I'm a lazy dude. I love sleeping. But guess what? I get the fuck up and do whatever I have to do because I need I need that shit done to reward myself. You see what I'm saying? So your habits exactly. are associated with pleasure. So a lot of y'all ain't giving yourselves pleasure when y'all doing stuff that y'all don't want to do. Like, for instance, the gym. You can That's a big example. get up. You can get up, bust your ass in the gym. Right after the gym, you can give yourself a half a cupcake. The half a cupcake on the treadmill alone, you burnt 500. Now, what's going to happen is... Your body's going to get used to that reward. So your body, in anticipation of working out, yep, exactly. already it's a reward factor. salivating on the fact that it's about to get that cupcake. That's how you yep, train your body to do <laughs> shit you don't right. want to do. You have to give yourself rewards for that. And it becomes a habitual habit. So then you won't even need the cupcake no more. Just the thought of you working out will give your body that <laughs> adrenaline. Just yep. Yeah, that you're going to feel good without the cupcake. You're going to make it the habit. See, it's a science to things, y'all. Yeah, this is real. why we're teaching you those, those science of things because we want y'all to be successful. We want y'all to get everything that real. I have. I'll be telling people that. You know what I mean? So, this is what I'm trying to show y'all that when y'all see me with all this nice stuff on, you know, I'm not flossing on you. I'm rewarding myself. I'm showing y'all the rewards of doing stuff you don't want to do, learning stuff you don't want to learn. Yo, you learn this stuff, you get this stuff done, you become successful. And let me tell you something. Me and Joey was talking about this extensively the other night. We was talking about how the hell if you become rich, how the hell 
Do you keep the same friends? How do you keep the same habits? How do you hang around the same bars? How do you do anything normally that you used to do when you were, you were broke? See, now some people said, Man, if you switch me, up, you you're, you're not keeping it real. Well, you got to change the playground and your playmates. No, but they, the misnomer of people that's not successful say, you're supposed to keep on hanging where you used to hang and hanging with the same people. Now, my question is, how are you going to do that? And if you did do that, are you rewarding yourself? Hey, how you doing? Are you rewarding yourself for your success, for becoming successful, for becoming rich? You know what I mean? You mean to tell me you're rich now, so you're going to keep it real, hang with all your same peeps. So now you can't eat at the nice restaurants and, and eat more healthier food. You can't have a private chef. You somebody, can live somebody, somebody in a chat, very nice. Somebody in the chat wants to know how are you. Somebody in the chat, they talking shit. They want to know how are you successful. Nigga, I'm rich. I've been rich. How about that? How about, how about my car collection alone? It's well over a million dollars, and I own every one of them outright. How about that? How about I got five luxury homes in a luxury neighborhood where I own those? How about I got over a million cash? What the fuck you mean, nigga? Are you on my level? Are you on my level? How about I can go on vacation whenever the fuck I want with my whole family at a, 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 a whim? A whim. How about, how about I, the most of all, I help people every day fix their problems. Every day they get remedy. They get remedy and they tell me I changed them. How about that? That's, that's mad success, yeah. yo. He got it. Now what I that nigga him out. He, got he left? Oh, man, I wanted to. Yeah, I, 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 I you spitting multiple answers. He's still here. He said you're spitting out trash. He said your words are trash. My words is trash and sound like you hating, nigga. How about every day I walk around with over $100,000 worth of gold on my neck? How about you, B? Huh? Yo, yo, yo let me tell you something, man. If, if you're not, if you're not here How about to you, get the B? educational information, <laughs> you can keep your moving. It's all, right. you know it's all right, man. You I'm know, not even going to deal with you no more. Let's just... change it back to, no, let's change no, it back no, to the whole yeah, it's thing. Okay because because people got to realize it's not about bragging. Now, what he's doing it's is about changing, he's changing our subject. He's changing our subject on how to, how to cope with shit, right? So I'm going to go back to what I was saying because I never forget. See, I can deal with a nigga like that and still I don't forget what the fuck I was going to say because I got that type of memory. And guess what? That's success in itself. When you could remember everything, that's successful like a motherfucker. But let me go on. Bro, so what happens is you live in this high-rise, right, condo, penthouse. You can't even bring all your old friends there because they'll be trying to rob you, B. Right? So what you going to do, not live in a nice house now? You can't have a dope-ass car. Let's say you in a Ferrari and you hanging in the hood. And you letting your hood niggas get in your car. You know why? Because you look like the plug. 
You look like the nigga who's supplying everyone in the neighborhood with that weight. You can't be around those situations no more. You're successful. Only thing, listen, man, if you don't change your habits, your habits will destroy you and the success that you have obtained. Also, tell that nigga. I think a lot, I think a lot of people miss that, I, man. It really, is, it really is about your habits, though. You know, we can talk about how many cars you got all day long, but you wouldn't have those cars if it wasn't for the habits that you had. To it's even, the habits. even get that shit. It's the habits that so, I do. So, so, let, so let's, let's be real. You wouldn't have a crib or none of that. Success is I've been married 30 years, B. Success is I got grown kids that's successful, that I've raised. And we happily married. Fuck just being married, happily married, right? That's success, nigga. How about everything I do in my life is happy? That's successful. We ain't even talking about the materialistic shit, B. Right? You know what I mean? You could have mad money and not be successful because you you unhappy. Hello? Hello? I'm letting you go, bro. Go ahead. Oh shit! You can't it, see that quiet out here. Something in the background. Yeah, it got um quiet. I was afraid I got dropped. You know, I'm on my phone in the grocery store, but about the uh, I'm buying dinner so I could cook dinner. You know what I mean? Success is great health, man. Success is good friends that fuck becomes family. They got your back. You got their back. All of that shit is successful. Success is great fucking health, man. So, so, I'll be 48 this month, right? That's two years from 50. I'm in perfect health. I weigh 178 pounds. That's my high school weight. Are y'all kidding me? That's success, man. And that's all done off of habits. All done off of habits. So, the, 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 what, what y'all need to think about today is having habits, knowing the science of changing habits. You know what I mean? Now, you, you're going to have people in the chat. I don't even know why they get on. Why y'all get on if you don't want to hear the information, if you want to heckle us? Why do y'all go see a comedian and heckle the comedian? You pay good money to hear that comedian tell his jokes, but you try to stop it. Do you know what that is? That's hate in your heart, bro. You need to do the right thing to change that habit of yours. You really, like, nigga, if you are on Joey's show, you already know who Jonah Bay is. You already know how successful I am. To tell you the truth, you wish you was me. If I was you, I wish I was me. Change that about yourself And you can be, get way more than me See because I'm content I don't want that much You know what I mean But you might want more And that's okay Change them habits though Get rid of the, that broke mentality Habit of yours You know Y'all don't understand 
All right. If I'm in the car, you know, I'm listening to audio books. Joey listening to audio books. We're learning shit every day. We hear some good shit on that audio book. We stop the audio book. Yo, yo, Joey, listen to this one right here. Yeah, pull that down right now. Boom. Listen to that. We'll talk about it later on tonight. Do you got friends you're, you're building with like that to build, to change your habits? You know what I mean? You got that. Oh, yo, I, I tell people, I, I think this is important for people to remember. If you want to know where you're going to be in five years, just look at your friends. Just look at, at, at who your friends yep. are. Yup. The circle of people that I did with are all successful. Not not only successful, but they're honorable. How about your honorability? Are you honorable? If you're not honorable, guess what? People with bread don't want to deal with you. No one wants a thief around them. All a thief's going to do is steal from you when they get hard up. We know. We just experienced that. And no, I'm not talking about no damn Akeem. We got way bigger deals jumping off and and dudes try to mess up whole deals, man. Y'all have no idea what we encounter and what we doing. So I mean, right now, we developing a whole luxury line of levers, clothes, yo. We talking about Gucci, Louis levels. Yeah, that's what we doing. Yeah, Moors. Y'all think it's, it's, it's cool to be a poor, righteous teacher as a Moor. I don't. You know what I mean? Just knowing that I can These be filthy rich as a Moor is success. What they write? Stop stealing my listeners. <laughs> Who are you, man? Don't, nobody steal your Stop listeners, what? though. He said, Stop feeling his listeners. listeners. <laughs> Who listening to you? Where you at, bro? Uh, this is, man, it's so crazy, man. I, this is why I never opened up oh, the chat room, man. St- Maybe just, he mean I'm tr- I'm stealing your I, listeners. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't we, know. I don't we got... Oh, my God. How am I going to steal Joey's listeners? Joey's listeners is the same listeners as mine. We a team, yo. You probably don't understand. I don't even think that's what he's talking about. AJ is trying to steal his listeners. I don't know, man. I'm confused. Well, let let me say this, this, Joey. If he has his own radio station and his own listeners, (laughs) and we could take his listeners, it wasn't his listeners. We we must have better information. Spread the good news, man. I'm just saying it's pretty good news. Yeah, I don't know why y'all got to Nah, fuck that, that, man. Fuck that. We got better. We got better teaching over here. That's why you ain't got no listeners, nigga. You better. Uh, yeah, shut you up gonna, listen, we we gonna go to the call teach line. better. We we, we gonna go no, to the call. I line, wanted to bro. get in, man. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. We gonna go to the call line. Two one five, man. It's your prerogative. It's your prerogative. It's my Friday. 215-220. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hello. Peace to the gods. Peace to the God. How you doing? Peace to the God. I'm doing good. I look, I'm, <laughs> y'all got me, cr- y'all got me cracking up. Y'all got to talk to the people who I thought really it was is, funny. Y'all got to talk to the people who, who oh really my God. is like, all right, yeah, we, we with y'all. You know what I'm saying? 
He be having me look. He be having me thinking like, damn, am, I, am I messing up too? <laughs> <laughs> we all got to change habits. We all got messed Yo, up habits. Crazy. We can change. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, for real, for real though, for real. That's true. Yeah, I for real though. The hate is never. Necessary. I constantly check myself. Y'all, y'all make me check myself too. But I just be like, damn, like, <laughs> am I? I be having to look at myself in the mirror, like, right. am I? <laughs> am I working as well as I should? Am I doing it efficiently? Yeah, you could be doing all the right things, but you could change it and make it more efficient. Yeah, I can make it better because I be thinking well, about this. Like you said, yeah. you're the same weight. You like you the same weight since high school. I'm thinking like I'm the same weight <laughs> since high school. Like why? Right. All those things and stuff too. And I you know and how many is, people would love to be in your position. How many yeah. women would love to be in your position? Same weight as high school. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, so, yeah, that's what's up. I like it. I like when y'all come on and y'all and y'all talk about you know bettering yourselves and planning and things like that. And you and I really don't even know that I'll be doing the things that y'all be saying until I actually hear y'all talk about. It. I'm like, yeah, I right. should be doing that. Like I I am doing that and I I am on the right path. So yeah, I be I be I be checking myself, but it be good. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like you know, when I first started teaching, Joey would tell you, when he met me, I was his size. Mm-hmm. I was his size, Joey's size. I was 240. Wow. 240. Yeah, so, well, that's, well, that's good, because I actually... Hey, nigga, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, don't be telling lies on the radio, nigga. I don't weigh 240. I ain't saying that you're 240, <laughs> Joey. He said I'm he... No, no, no. I would no, 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 no. No, I weigh 215. That is dope, but you uh, work, you work me at it. We see you in the gym, Joey. You know what I mean? You want that 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 that, that, that sauna every day? (laughs) 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 Nigga, you need to go back to that high school. You you need to go back to that high school way too. You look great. No, I had a Jamaican. I had a Jamaican. I had a Jamaican. No, older head Jamaican. He was um he was telling me about elasticity and shit like that in his skin. It was really saying everybody really technically should be at their high school weight. Really, you know. Right, right. That's that's the you ideal way for everybody. So, yeah, I and mean, then if y'all, and if y'all have a, all if, if y'all have like a, together. yeah, if y'all have like a, right. a, a class reunion or something, y'all should be looking like how y'all was looking when y'all left. <laughs> exactly. That's, <laughs> that's uh, the <laughs> You really you're doing right. some good shit with your weight and, your, and, oh, and you're right. doing some good shit with your health. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I want to get better. That's, that's, why that's stuff some that good shit. I can't page. Uh, the stuff that I see on our team page, I really want to get into that because I know you talk about like the spiritual bath and you know um, the New Year's coming yes. up. So I want to know about like the things that y'all do. And yo, uh, and um. And Jonah, I'm the one that had wrote that had sent you a message because I wanted to come out to Philly to the seminar, and then I had apologized uh-huh. to you for how I came to you. And then and then Joey Bounce, I just sent you a, a friend request on Instagram too. I you just you, you just uh you know when you wrote that I don't even remember What's how you came to me. I was like, Jemaya, okay, thank you. Yeah, what? no, because because I because I was listening to some of the archives and you were. 
you look, I was listening to some of your archives and you snapped on somebody else and I was like, Yeah, he was talking to me too. So <laughs> I had to come back and apologize to you. <laughs> That's beautiful that your spirit can say, yo, I could have handled that better. Let me apologize. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. my, my wife was having problems with the black woman in um Louisiana, in New Orleans, because, you know, they get a fuck there, right? And she mm-hmm. got the English accent. So they automatically think she bougie as fuck. Yeah, right? proper and so all she that. Kept yeah. On getting in, yeah, she kept on getting in arguments, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, y'all do not let these people fuck up our. Uh, yeah, take you out of character. Here. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I said, mm-hmm. as, as far as you, homegirl, come on now. This is a miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let no one steal your joy. Yo, we right. here to enjoy Mardi Gras. I mean, you're working, but I'm sure you're making more money with tips and all that than you do on your regular day, man. Feel good right. about that. So right. I spent the whole weekend apologizing to people that <laughs> I had shit to do with, but I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. smooth shit over. Because you know a lot of people be drunk down there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all they need, and all like, they need is somebody to show them a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. Right, don't let the alcohol get in the way of a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, you drink to have a good time. You know, so I'm even learning how to just really be happy with everything I'm accomplishing and spreading the joy to everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Make everyone just feel good and know that they can get even more of that joy in their life. For mm-hmm. real. And that's what's up. And it shows. I mean, it shows. I see it. I I look at y'all as like my mentors. Follow me on Instagram. What's your name? You're welcome. Um, Jemiah. J i m m a y s. Now see that's success, man. When people say, "Yo, we look up to y'all as my mentor," that's success, man. Yeah. If I died tonight, I'd be like, yo, I accomplished something with my life, man. I made a difference in a mm-hmm. few people's lives. I'm, that's successful to me. Yeah. You know, See, I think that's that real, dope. I've, I've, been listening, I've been listening to y'all for a minute now, so yeah, I can I mm. can put y'all down as mentors. <laughs> you know sure. how many people every day only look up to rappers and Actors and singers and ball players. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for for people to say a regular everyday Joe like us, they look up, they look at them as mentors. That's a beautiful thing, man. And if we had that in our generation, uh, we would have been better. We didn't have yeah. no older people giving us no info, yo. We was just dangling out there. Yeah. Well, no, y'all, it's cool because y'all going to pass it down because I know one day somebody going to be saying right. that to me. <laughs> after, you know, yeah. especially after you I learned what I about what you didn't have. Mm-hmm. You fix the problem and, and make sure it doesn't happen no more. That's what we're supposed to do. Right. Motherfucker's going to ask me. What? How are you <laughs> successful? Nigga, please. <laughs> Why are you writing I about the next damn pocket anyway? <laughs> You know what I mean? I got so many things that makes me successful 
that he wouldn't even understand mm-hmm. because it's not money value to it. Right. I, 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 man, I am successful because I'm teachable. Yeah, and, and, will, and willing to learn. And willing to learn. Fine. <laughs> Busting my ass telling y'all what I do know and what I don't know. That's some successful shit right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, me and Joey was uh, looking at one of those audios, and guess what they said? The audio what? said, you start making the most money you ever made once you hit 50. Oh, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't wait that long. <laughs> I can't I'm wait not 50 long. yet. That means I'm going to be rich, rich. Rich. Right? In two more yeah. years, I'm going to be rich, rich. So then, I'm looking forward to that, too. And then, the the same audio also said, you are the smartest between 60 and 70. Wow. Nigga, I'm pretty smart now. God damn. (laughs) I'm going to get smart, smart. (laughs) I'm going to be a a genius. (laughs) And the dude that's saying it, he was 80 when he said, oh, wow. you know what I mean? So he mm-hmm. already went through the cycle to know. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. That's success when you can hear those jewels from older people. From older people, That's yeah. That's billionaires. And they were billionaires. Billionaires. You know what I mean? Well, what, so, well, what audio is this? Is you, is you dropping the jewels on the audio that y'all listening to? Yo, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put y'all on to it because I'm gonna play it. I'm we're trying to upload it now. Hey, Joey, how's our logo? Was we able to do it or no? We have to buy it on um Apple and download it that way. Yeah, it's not. We, we got to do it the way I had talked to you about the other day. That ain't happening. Okay. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna go, go get it off of Apple then and do it that way. I, I need to have it. I need to play that. Um, see, we give y'all what um teaches us and gives us clarity on shit and all that. We always give you what we working on. So it's called mm-hmm. Napoleon's Hill: A Year of Growing with Rich. Fifty-two steps to achieving life's reward. Okay. That's the book. Napoleon Hill's Hill, A mm-hmm. Year of Growing Rich, 52 Steps to Achieving Life Rewards. See, we're listening to successful people tell us how to be more successful. That yeah, well, I listen makes to you successful. every day. I listen to the archives while I'm on, on my way to school, when I'm driving, when I'm, my radio is off, my TV off. It's just, yo. Yeah, and y'all got so many sites now, and y'all got so many, so <laughs> many audios or archives. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh. Oh. I do, <laughs> I do. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, we got like five and you, Yeah, and, and you then I, I just found out about this. Yeah, you're gonna be off the chain. I'm telling you, it's gonna start materializing. <laughs> Right in front of everyone else's eyes. Guess who's going to be the last person to notice? Me. You. Yup. Yup. 
That's just the way it works. You're always the last one to see the change in you. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that too. (laughs) You know, it was a a book that I listened to that I'm going to give y'all the information on. I'm going to do shows on it. On the habits, how to change the habits was another audio book. You know, I had a lot of time sitting down this weekend. So I listened to about four books. So basically, I read four books this weekend. So where are you getting them from? Because are they on like a podcast or something? That's how uh, I listen to y'all on there too. So. We get it from Scrib. We were where um Joey talked me into becoming a member of Scrib. S S C R I B D, and it's on our phones, and uh, oh, okay. they got all these audio books. So it says mm-hmm. this is um audio on fear. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. It wasn't fear, it was uh, habits. Hold on. I listened to so much shit today that I'm having a hard time finding it. Um, so that shit sound good, Joey. Doing it, doing it, doing it, man. I'm going to look for it as we go okay. on, and, and when mm-hmm. I find it, I will say it. Okay. I got to find it anyway to download it, all right? Yep. What you looking for? The how to Change it's the Habits. It's a book that, yeah, you don't even know because uh, I didn't tell you about the book yet. <laughs> Joey. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the app, though, man. You got to get on to that. That's where all the shit is. Yeah, all right, yeah. A lot of good shit on there. Okay. Well, thank you. It was nice talking to y'all. This really made my night. You're welcome. I appreciate you calling. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Peace Peace to the God. Peace to the God. All right. I'm going to take another caller. Let's go to 337-936 on the bottom line. What's going down? Peace to the God. Peace to the God. Fuck the show. Peace. John, I ain't John, Louisiana, man. Oh my God, it, it, it was great. Like I said, I, I sat down and did a lot of uh, studying, uh, a lot of things preparing for the future, and uh, really enjoyed, you know, eating with my family. And my family, it was their first time doing Mardi Gras, and they really, really loved it. So that really made me happy, especially my my little baby, you know, the six-year-old. She's about to be seven this month in March, but uh, she, oh, my God. You know, it's so great to expose them to things that will really shape how they think about the world and all that. And... uh, that's what I'm living for, making my um, kids better than I was. Sure, man. Sure, at least I enjoyed it. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, but London, question, London uh, had a chance to go to the bar and drink. He, only, he didn't even want to drink. He didn't want to do it. I'm like, yo, you legal to drink here. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, yo, that's what's up. 
quick little question. Uh, I was back listening to one of your shows I had with um, Ron March about the 9-8. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yes. The little jewel you drop on that about the, uh, the foreign address, that's still like an accurate mm-hmm. thing to do um, right now? Oh, hell yeah. People are using it every day to get the 9-8 for sure. It ain't changed. That came right out of the uh, IRS manual. Yeah, I, I was reading while you was on, going over, looking through it and all that, following it. But then you said go to the cabinets and get the address and stuff. I was like, shit, that was mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah, that ain't changed. You know, dead little questions has changed, but you listen to them ask you that question two, three times, you got it. That's all I had. Then me the flow. Y'all finish enjoying y'all stuff, you know, in the city. Peace, joy. All right. Thank you, brother. Peace. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, we'll be right back. Keep it locked. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after these messages on Evolution Radio. Law. Put on the mind of God is what you have to do. What does that mean? Go get something. You already got it. El Fatah. Open is your work. The becoming is your work. Everything you need, you got it. If somebody says, be ye perfect, You'd have to already be perfect because you can't put pieces together to make perfect those apart. Perfect is one. Undivided. Unbroken. Complete. Well, brother, let me tell you something. You already got it. You already are it. You just don't know it. And what I mean is this thing here does not know it is perfect. It keeps telling you you're making mistakes. You don't know what you're doing. You can't do that. You don't know how to do that. I'm poor. I ain't got. I don't know what. That ain't where the mind of Christ works. But that's what you want to quiet in your mind. And put, I can, I know how, I am. I so desire. For whatever it is you so desire, you decree it, declare it, and proclaim it. That's how you get it, because that's how you got everything else you got. As to whether you did it consciously or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. You have three levels of mind. The super, the conscious, and the subconscious. And you think on all three of them. It's what you're thinking that makes the difference. If you're subconscious, keeps making you make mistakes it's because you keep telling it to do so and as long as you tell your mind it's broken it's going to behave like a broken mind it's going to keep you poor hungry and scared that's imperfect turn that shit around I am G. O-D right now I am master able and noble right now 
That's your prayer. For transforming yourself to G-O-D. And don't accept anything less than that. Stop being a servant. Stop groveling in your prayers. Claim your divinity. Claim your godhood. Claim the knowledge of the universe. Claim your wealth. Noble Drew Ali told the Moors, each and every one of you is supposed to inherit a million dollars. And he said that in 1920-something. How many millionaires we got now? Hell, you can't... What do you mean, not many? We got so many, we can't even count them, man. Where are you living at? I'm trying to tell you something. You have to get you past poverty with this. Quit thinking poor. Quit thinking I don't have it. I don't, I can't get it. Don't look up and see somebody else hit the numbers for $20 million and they tell yourself, I, I can't, I, I, I ain't. I. What the hell are you talking about? Why can't you turn around and tell yourself just the opposite? I didn't win 20 million. That's what the sister did when she opened up the Bible. And the Spirit told her to read those verses in that chapter. And then when she got ready to close the book, the Spirit told her, don't close that book. Write them numbers down. <laughs> and and, and, and carried them to the window. Wait a minute. I'm talking about right here in New York. A black woman who used to scrub floors for a living. Six million dollars that weekend. She ain't scrubbing nobody's damn floors no more. You know what I'm saying? You know? Quit reaching for the bottom. And the money's on top. Real money. And, and don't ask God for some money. Because a penny is money. And he'll give you a penny if you ask for a penny. You know what I'm saying? Quit asking for cheap shit. <laughs> damn supermarket full of steaks. You go in there and buy some damn beans and rice. What are you doing? You know what I'm Get up here. Why is it you don't think you're supposed to live a wonderful, pleasant, prosperous life? Who told you you weren't supposed to do that? Nobody but you. Well, quit doing that. Yeah, quit going for the okey-doke. It's okey-doke. I'm poor. It's okey-doke. I ain't got shit. It's okey-doke. You know, I'm sick. It's okey-doke. I don't know shit. It's okey-doke. <laughs> quit going. Quit going for okey-doke. You hear me? Now I'm talking to your spirit. Because that's what's going to get you out of poverty. And that's what's going to get you out of hell. Is the God within yourself. That's the one you're looking for. That's your best friend. And that's the only one who will be with you forever. When Jesus goes somewhere else, that God will still be there. You sure enough want to make him and her your best friend. Hmm? A God that will always tell you the truth. Only if you will always listen. When you stop listening, everybody starts telling you a lie. Because that's what you're looking for. When you stop listening to your own truth, 
take the responsibility of being God. How do you get there? One way, and one way only, by desire. You have to want to be God. You can't get there no other way. Psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire is the law of mind in action. The psychological assumption automatically provides the means to fulfill the dream desire. If you do not have the desire to become God, you are not going to become God, certainly not by accident. That's a car running over you, not God. You have to have it in here. If you want to be a servant, that's already in there. That's easy. Upgrade. You heard the statement, all oh, grow up. Well, yeah, grow up. <laughs> and find out you might be 25 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Tune in every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network.
mighty most desperate. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. I'm a bubble mouth scientist. What are we talking about here? Mighty most desperate. It's simple mathematics. Check it out. Minds, man, is that it's discipline. 
you know, it's discipline and focus. And then, you know, you, you'll reach whatever goal you're trying to attain, man. I got yes, something I was going to uh, read, to, read to y'all, man. I'll, I'll read it right now. And it's um, it talks, talks about defining your purpose, right? It says, the programming tool for unleashing the full powers of your subconscious mind is definition of purpose. The clearer your picture of what you want, the more activity you inspire inside your subconscious. There are three main ways to put this to work. Number one, you continually develop your goals in writing, which is what I was telling you about earlier. Two, you write out your business plan. Right? And three, you create and use daily checklists, right? And you do that in your business, you'll be successful. Or at least try to start implementing some of that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You you drop there you yeah, you dropped for a hot second. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I said. I, I said if you start implementing those things, you know, writing writing down shit, writing out a, a clear business plan, doing checklists, all that shit helps to get more discipline. You know what I'm saying? Because like Absolutely. success don't just happen overnight. That shit is a process. Mm. A process. Like, like say, it's not a journey. Yep, exactly. It's a process. It's not a not a journey. It's a process. Yes, sir. So, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely appreciate that journey. Shit. <laughs> Me either, man. Me either. Me either. Yeah, the journey. You, you go somewhere and find yourself lost, nigga. Yeah. You know. So what's good, but, uh, guys? You got any questions? Uh, not really. Just um, I mean, you know, kind of to, you know, set the balance to the, you know, to a certain extent. You know, my homeboy came in with that negative energy, you know, and then just to let y'all know. Oh, they, love they love to come over here and try to throw us off like that, man. It was three. It was two, three of them in the damn chat doing that shit. But you know, you wow. got the pit bulls. Pit bulls are ready. You know what I mean? Like. I'm, you know, I'm chiming in like... That shit was kind of pissing me off, man. But you know, it's cool, bro. You know, it happens. It's, it's, because, it's because of people like that, you know, but... What I'm trying to say is, it's because of y'all that I'm getting the success that I'm getting. You know? So, I had to chime in just to let y'all know that. You know, that y'all reaching that's dope. You know, we, lo- we love to hear shit like that. Now, that's what you call success, man. That's what I'm saying. Fuck you, bro. Like that, man. I'm successful like, helping really people bro. gain their own success. How about that? Or this ball like two years Yo, ago. No, that's the biggest you know, success you can have. Yeah. Living through other people. Do you know so. that your rewards in life, your rewards in life are always in direct proportion to your service to others? Mm. Where are you coins? I see. Or he's gone, so you know everything yeah. you, you know, like. Their so. negativity really made me start going into what the fuck success was, you know, and and and, and not the monetary part, the life success. You know what I mean? That's so, a byproduct. You That's know a what? Byproduct of success, I man. say big up, big well, up to the haters to make us go in deeper about what success is. Salute to them. Yeah, well, salute to them. Mazel tov, 
So, so tomorrow, tomorrow I'm walking in my uh, my affidavit of rebuttal. Um, the judge that's on my case, he tried to get me to uh, to uh, contract with him. They put out this uh, the AO85 that the district court puts out. It goes with a uh, 28 USC 636C as far as uh, notice, consent, and reference of a civil action to a magistrate judge to give them the authority to to rule on my case instead of going to a trial by jury. So, and I'm walking in my affidavit of rebuttal of that uh, proposition. So, but two years ago... Yeah, and you're also going to say that would be a violation of your rights protected by the Constitution that you put yep, in due process. in that case. That's a lack of due process. Mm, okay. And I do have the Constitution. Everything is Constitution, man. You always got to say that they're breaking your rights protected by the Constitution, man. You have to demand your rights. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you put the Constitution in your case under judicial notice? Absolutely. Hell yeah, so they can't do that. You're going to do that motion to say, hell no, I deny that. that mm-hmm. I need a, a trial by jury. That's, that's a right that's unquestioned. Can I, can I read it to you? Unalienable, brother. Go ahead. All right. Uh, let me see. So it comes now, rebutter, petitioner, and creditor. You know, last time of first, natural person making a special appearance and doing business as a first, middle, last, here and after rebutter, to rebut an offer made by the honorable judge's name, United States magistrate judge, United States Special Court for the Northern District of Georgia. Um I put in the definition of the rebuttal and rebut on the black court dictionary seventh edition. And then at the end I put rebuttal affirms his right to rebut, reject, and deny court's attempt to contract with rebutter with court's notice, consent, reference of a civil action to magistrate judge. I put in the uh, USC code and federal civil uh, oh, stop. code that they put. Stop, 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 stop. You're not even using the constitution. Why are you using U.S. code? Okay, good point. Mm-hmm. Yo, if you're using those codes, when you're using their case law, they got a billion things that go against their code and go against. They get to choose, pick and choose what they want to use. Always hit them mm-hmm. with the trust indenture, the Constitution. And that's Sometimes y'all motherfuckers be sounding too much like lawyers, man. <laughs> Take all of that shit out, man. Only use the Constitution. They violate your due process, man. And that's against you have a right to contract, right? Your contract is limited. You don't want contract with them. That's the Constitution too. Mm-hmm. So, so the Constitution is enough, man. It it says enough. You just got to know what it says. Since it's district court, since it's fed, should I I use the U.S. or the Georgia Constitution? You're going to use the U.S. All right. But you can also use the Georgia. But the, uh, you know what I mean? Especially if you're using one of them old ones. But just to be, you know, uh, 100% effective, use them both. Find find the one that 
Georgia says what you wanted to say, 1877, and then find the same words inside the United States Constitution. They can't do shit. They trapped. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. They got their hands tied. Yeah. That's what I need. That's what I needed. I I yield the floor. All right. Good luck. That's what it is. Peace to the God. Oh, I didn't mean to meet you out, nigga. Hey, that's all right, my home. nigga. Now that you unmuted <laughs> me, yo, we got a seminar coming up on the 23rd right here in Atlanta, Georgia, with your boy Jonah Bay, and it's gonna be at 133 Cartney Way. Um, mm-hmm. fuck, is the name of the hotel? Uh, Marriott. Marriott. Uh, uh, what's it? Courtyard, uh, Court, Mar- Courtyard Marriott. Courtyard Marriott. Courtyard Marriott. 133 Cartney Way. Uh, I should have the flyer done by tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, and have it up tonight. on com. If you want to buy pre-tickets, com to get your pre-tickets. I'm also going to have the flyer mm-hmm. up there when it's done and put the flyer on Instagram and the flyer on uh, Facebook as well. And, of course, we're still going to... And the whole nine. And the whole nine. Yo, B. Come there, Yo, B, let's you, show you what you're you you talking about. Change them habits, man. What you gonna be talking about? As a seminar, we're man. talking about success, success, and how to achieve it, and, huh. and how to stop yourself from being unsuccessful. If you trying to be a 14th Amendment, you working hard at being unsuccessful. You feel me? So what you say to the niggas that say that say, "Yo, Jonah, all the seminars are the same." What you say to them niggas? Oh my God! Okay, I would tell them they have to uh, listen to the people that came to the seminar, and they're gonna tell you what's not. Why do we have at least ten people that comes to the seminar that been to the previous seminar? Like Derek's coming to the one, and he was just at the one we did in um Philly. Yeah, in Philly. And he said Derek was like. After you drop that information for my cousin's kid, he's forcing his son to come with him to the seminar. That's uh, 19. I know he is. I know he is. Yo, I gave a whole blueprint. Because now we're teaching the kids. In last month's seminar on how to get your kid to start off 100% successful in commerce. See? Y'all don't understand. Yes, we break down the nationality, but that's not all we're teaching in the seminar. And each seminar has a different thing that we talk about. You yep. know what I mean? Now, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. That's anyone that asks a question. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on. Keep going. I think we passed our time. Go ahead. It's all right. Yeah. We're going to go um, a Anyone who asks a question like that, is the reason why I say I prefer teaching kids anyway. Oh, I feel me. My, you know, my curriculum is really I don't know if you remember. kids, man. So I'm going to need y'all to well, start putting I don't know. kids out, man. I don't know if you remember, man, but some of the students that I used to teach up at the high school listen to the show, man. Right. And I remember, you know, you used to uh, teach the kids in the um, – the after-school program and put them on to the info. You know what I mean? See, they have no mm-hmm. idea the type of stuff we do outside of what they know about. So,
So we're going to start cooing y'all in on what we're doing so y'all could see how we become so successful at so many things. We're going to put y'all in the ground yeah, floor. It's about giving back, man. It really is. You know? This is what you do to well, shit, let's like, well, well, we here, man. Like put in more. that work. And the only way to put in that work, you got to show people you did. Mm. You got to be an example of it. Niggas ain't gonna believe you can't see that you have four of it. Yeah, they're not gonna believe you they see that you actually can follow their example. Let me ask you a question. When you first met me in a seminar, what did you think about me? I mean, what compelled you to even come to the seminar when I wasn't popular? I I wasn't on the radio yet. Now you had you had just started getting on the radio. I was a guest. I was still just yeah, coming on a as a guest. I wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah I wasn't you, a um you was a guest. But but we was you know, we was eager for information, man, and we was already lawmasters. So we was trying to further our information. And and you and Yusuf, you know, you guys did that seminar and you know, so we came out for the information. Because you was a lawmaster, my nigga. <laughs> You knew it all. Yeah, I was already on the, the information. Time. Yeah, man, listen. Man, I was already on the info, but we was not having success, though. Right. So yeah, we had a lot of failures. What you're That's saying is it was, it was me having a proven method that actually worked, that I used myself and showed other people how to use, and it worked for them that made you fuck with me. So it goes yeah, back I, to what I, I, I was saying. You have to be an example. Yeah, you gotta be an example of of of, of success. Show motherfuckers like I had to first make motherfuckers believe me, so I showed them my paperwork and showed them the went on. I used to go on uh, the website of Gwinnett County and show people where all my cases was dismissed and showed them the. Paperwork. I remember. So then that. that that got them to feel comfortable with coming to a seminar. And then in the seminar, I would teach them a plethora of things, but I would definitely teach them how to do that paperwork themselves, the way I did it, so that they could get the same result. And it worked. I remember, Joey, you were one of the first to ever use my injunction. Well, you converted it to consent oh, yeah. Kansas City from the Georgia one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, Shit that's great my food. point. That's what the brothers and sisters are supposed to be coming to these seminars for. That is the same reason why, when I first started off, that's the same reason why you need to come. You know, I think people don't realize, you know, we've been doing this shit for so long. Yo, yo, so we've been, I'm sorry, this is off subject, this is off subject, when we was in, um, when we was in, uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, you know, we, they got all them old bookstores, so you know, we went into one of those old ass bookstores, right, so they got a first edition Star Wars book, right, Layla just walked up to me with the book and says, can you read this to me when you get off the radio? I said, 
Tonight? <laughs> she said, no, not the whole a 360-page book tonight. <laughs> she's, she's quite, she's quite demanding. Right, right, right. Oh my God! But that's what she me. Said, where my beat? That at, to me is successful. That you got a six-year-old that takes an interest in books because you do, and y'all go. Oh yeah, my little sister loves books, city. man. You know, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and and go find some old books. You see what I'm saying? Now, by her having a love for books, now it's gonna make her a beast later on when it comes to learning whatever she wants to learn, exactly. to whatever goal she's trying to obtain. This is what we're talking about: building those habits to become successful. See, they That's thought right. I was it's real always, on the rails. I bring it right back to the subject that you was on tonight. You <laughs> <laughs> fool. Well, we here, man. Let's take a couple more calls while we sitting here, man. Yes, See what's please. going on out there. Let's go to 901-661. You're on the bottom line. What's going down? Hey, peace to the guys, brother. Hey, um, man, peace I had a quick, I had two oh. questions, man. Um, one okay. is, Okay, I own I own my own little, little trucking company and a few properties. We're doing right, right, right. So with the with the with me trying to figure out how to do the nine eight and doing all that, will I be able to switch uh, my company from the corporation that that's uh, okay. right in with question. the state over to the nine eight? Tackle that one. Great that's a good question. question. That's a great question. I'm going to keep it real with you. When you are no. driving them tractor trailers, you are actually driving. You actually commercial. need a license. You all cannot right. commercial all day. To, you cannot convert that to the private. Now, this is how, if you want to still right. keep that same business, there's things you can do. The things you can do is... All right. You would have to find someone who's qualified to have the licenses for you, a trustee. You're going to put him under a trust indenture. You're going to take your license away. So he's going to be the one that has to perform all of that in the public while you control the whole company through the trust indenture. So in the public, it looks like it's his company. In the private, it's actually the trust that owns and controls that public company. Yep. Yep. That's where your Massachusetts trust structure comes in place. Yes. Okay. Okay. So with with me having the CDL, am I still able to authenticate the birth certificate and do all of that? Of course. You can do everything with that same Definitely license. can do that. But when you're at work with that sign okay. at work. Now, right, let me right, right. Yeah, that's that's what we I'm trying to say. Commercial capacity. We have right. a process where, when it's time for you to renew those CDLs, we can have you fill it out as a non-citizen, and, and you'll have the license. But the do not detain, do not detain, will extend to you even when you're working. Right, because I, I see a lot of, I, I talk to a lot of, 
Right, because I, I talk to a lot of foreigners and stuff that drive, and I had noticed that they don't they don't actually have United States. Some of them don't actually have United States driver's license to drive over here. No. So I was wondering was that similar no, to don't. the process no that I do. Right. No foreigner needs a United States driver license to drive here, but right. the company who you do contracts with might require you to have a valid U.S. driver's license. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? It depends okay. on what's in your yeah, contract. Yeah. Now, my whole thing is this. you Let's say your license expires tomorrow, Right. Right. You're going to DMV tomorrow. We show you how to fill out that application where you're not a United States citizen. We show you how to fill out the application as a United States of America national. So you're not held the same way as the other drivers. You understand? Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Done for you when it's time for you to renew it. What What would I uh, What would I have to do like to to get in touch with you when that time come around? Oh, you can come on the radio and tell us before it expires. Just before you can hit me up at jonahbay.com. You can hit Joey up at uh make more commerce and send the text. There's many a way. Man. You can be on okay. any show and just put it inside the chat and say, "Yo, I'm ready for that." If someone hit me, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Okay. So, so on this uh, on the uh, authentication uh, request form that they wanted me to fill out uh, in my in my state, it asks uh, as far as the country where documents will be used. Am I still using the United States or? Am I using another What document? documents for your uh, authentication you're talking about? It's a authentication request form. SS4504. Hell no, man. You need to do a little more Taiwan. I have never, and no one else has ever told you to use the United States. It's Taiwan. And if you didn't you're not quite ready yet. Wait another week before yeah, you yeah, yeah. And, and, and just, Right. I just started. Like I said, I just started, man. Just getting on. Oh, yeah. If you uh, just started. Titties. Yo, just, yeah, just so, go back into the oh, Man, I've been, I've been trying to go listen to, to, to everything. Go back, yeah, go to, back to the beginning of Hindsight Radio. Go back to the beginning of Hindsight Radio starting, right? And go back okay. and listen to them. That's what I want you to okay. do. You can go back further than that. A month. You can find out. Uh, a month to uh, three months. Yeah, he can okay. definitely go back to high mm-hmm. frequency for sure. But mm-hmm. we got hell of shows are missing, Joey. Yeah, because I, 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 I really just been listening to the ones on YouTube so far, but, you know, uh, oh, yeah, I had bumped into you. It's an overview. Yeah. YouTube is an overview. Right. You got to go to the actual radio um, show. The radio and show. Go to right. show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's why. Okay. 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 Good, man. I appreciate that, but man. But I don't Peace want you to, to do nothing too quick, bro. Nothing too quick. 
because it's so easy to mess up and it's so hard to fix it once you mess up. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I try to make sure you get it right the first time. The first time. You feel me? Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, well, I appreciate All right. that. All, All right, man. Cool. Peace out. Peace out. All right, with that being said, yo, mm-hmm. I'm out of here. The show is over anyway, and I'm right. going to read this book. It damn near is. <laughs> yeah, it's that time, man. I'm about to call it tonight. Um, go to makemorecommerce.com. You need to get some uh, conversation right. time set up with me. You go to jonahbay.com. You need to set up a conversation time with Jonah. And um, right. if you want to go to the seminar on the 23rd, make sure you go to jonahbay.com and register. Uh, I got the fly too. I'm gonna send it over to you. It's pretty dope. Okay, thank you, Gar. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, guys, excuse me, I have eaten them over here chewing off some chips and shit. But um I appreciate everybody, man, y'all energy sitting in and listening. Y'all sitting on the new Evolution Radio Network. Dr. Set will be on tomorrow. So make sure y'all tune in and show her some love tomorrow. Um, you know her son recently was in a um a shooting and he got shot I think it was like six times. So right. he survived. Um, so make sure y'all call so for support, man. Sister definitely needs some support. Um, other than that, man, I appreciate y'all, man. MakeMoreCommerce.com, JonahBay.com, and we have uh, same place, same time. Jonah, Jonah. Oh, he's out here. I was gonna have him drop his radio station number, but if y'all go um, to his site, there's a link on there. All right. Who's thinking be forgetting shit? Man, I be having in mind. I'm like, hey, bro, come in and write that shit. <laughs> so make sure y'all go register, man. Go check my man out. I'm uh, I'm reading to my daughter. Man, drop that but- phone number, man. Yeah. We need the phone number, man, for the radio station. What's your phone number for your radio? Station? I don't know. I mean, I'm reading to my daughter, man. Can you do it for me? Three hundred pages, nigga. All right, let me see if I can find a number right quick so I can give it out to y'all. Hold on. All right, if you want to tune in, check out Jonah Bay when he's on uh, Jonah Bay Show on uh, Jonah Bay Radio. Phone number is 516-418-5649. All right, make sure y'all check him out. All right, so with that being said, y'all been listening to the bottom line right here on the New Evolution Radio Network. I'm your host, Joey Bouncell Bay. Stand on your square, keep studying. If we got any business, I'll get with you this week. I'm clearing my schedule as we speak. All right, working on the Rhythm and Damus, all right? I might have a webinar coming up for that season, too. Shit, that motherfucker is so much work. <laughs> so, um, if you want to get down with the Rhythm and Damus, because you're going to need it. It's very important for um, your appeal cases. You definitely want to get that rid of mandamus, all right? So with that being said, I'm up out of here. Peace to the gods. I'll see y'all later in the week. Peace.
playing every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on the bottom line with Joey L. On the new Evolution Radio Network.